the clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And joining me, as always, well, actually joining me in my studio right now, is a fucking gnat that keeps landing on my nose. It's the tiniest little thing, and he keeps getting away, and he's driving me insane. But other than that, I'm doing great. Uh, welcome to the show, of course. Uh, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. Hi. Is that gnat's name Jeff Session? Uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Maybe if it gets cl- to land on your nose, but I had to land there and. No, Maybe if it. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Oh, he's he's gonna land on. He's gonna land on the the microphone. Oh, oh, here he is. Here. Uh, he is. Uh, yep, it's sessions. God damn it. <laughs> so. <Yeah. what? laughs> and uh, and now he's on my monitor. Oh my god, I'm gonna kill this thing. It's fast. Uh, and of course, Joe Santoris, Grand Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome, sir. Yes, if I sound really disoriented tonight, mm-hmm. it's because I have a whole new Skype dashboard, and I, I it's it's blowing my mind here. Oh, okay. Like, well, everything's rearranged, and well, I, I feel dizzy. Yeah, I could. You're, you you Yo, open it up, and you're like, what the hell? Yeah, it was like, yeah. Do you have like, a Mac? Do I have a Mac? Yeah. Oh, okay. That scares me. Why? I have a Mac too, and I haven't downloaded the new thing, and now I'm a little nervous. I didn't mm. download it. It just it just did it on its own. Uh-oh. I just opened Skype, and there it was. Oh, welcome to the new Skype. Oh, Meet yes, the new Skype. My thing is not the same as the old it, Skype. Right. It wow. the, the, it was in acrylic uh, letters. I had a. I don't know what that's. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, and, and Bobber is off tonight. Well, Rain and Rain's uh, going to be exiting early because you have some family coming in from out of town, so that's very exciting. It's summertime. Yeah, and uh, every summer. And Bobber's still yeah, feeling Bob's, a li- little under the weather. Yeah. yeah, he's still pretty sick. Yeah, so he said he sent a. <laughs> what, what did he say? I, I, I don't know what he said. He sounds like Harvey Firestein to me. Oh, okay. He said, "I'll find what he said." It, it was pretty funny, he, you know. Uh, there, he says he sounds like Al Green talking through a saxophone. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, Not that sexy, but but uh, in hour two, hour two, uh, the Sues will be uh, will be joining us. Um, so uh, that'll be fun. She'll be filling in for Bobber tonight. 
because uh, she's got a few things to say about what's been going on. Holy God. Um, <clears throat> and uh, sorry about that. It's uh, it's raining here, so I'm, I'm, the phlegm is, is happening. So you're saying what you're saying is is uh, Bobber doesn't sound like this. Uh, so in love. With you. <laughs> I, I, he's he's not listening. So um, no. He okay. Really does sound like oh. odd. <laughs> Brave girl. <laughs> All right. So well, I'm gonna help you cook dinner tonight, but I'm really tired. Hello. Um, so he sounds like Road Flare Mary. <laughs> I think she's dead. Oh. No. She was the picture from... Nobody told me. She always sounded like she, she was the picture of health. She, she hasn't called in in two or three, maybe more years. Oh, I, I don't think... I think Jim Ward insisted that she never be allowed on the show again. So she probably just stopped calling after, you know... Whatever, whoever the we call screener was at the from time. Art from Chicago, either. By Cracky. <laughs> I know By there's a cracky. blast from the past, but Art from my, yeah. For those who don't know, and I'm sure most of you do know, we're talking about some right wingers that used to call into the Stephanie Miller show. And if hey, if you're still out there, I don't have a call screeners, a Road Flare Mary or Art, you know, uh three three zero five three six fourteen sixty six. I'll make an exception. I'll leave the lines open all night for right wingers because I'll get you like a fish. Uh, so <laughs> I wish we had right wingers calling in. I it would be fun. Can I say that out loud? I do. I, I kind of want to hear them. I would like for them to call in. Give a Ever call. Since we had the phone number. <coughs> yes. <laughs> uh, they're, they're too busy unnodding themselves from the whiplash they got today, this year, this week. This year, yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is year and this week. This week. Yeah, so. Yeah, this they, uh, week has been a year, guys. Yeah, but so, for a Trump supporter, it's been like, yeah. it's been like a, a whip. <laughs> Can they never have a good weekend? Because, I mean, their weekends have to suck. Could you imagine if we were jumping through hoops defending Hillary over every little thing that was going on right now? That'd be miserable. <laughs> I mean, cause yeah, especially seriously. when you keep changing changing sides. Yeah. So Only Congress uh, could do it. Well, I yeah, it, actually, here, let, let me play this. Let me play this because that, that's the, the setup uh, for what we're going to talk about next. Um, here's the Trump administration, of course, blaming everybody for everyone else except themselves for the zero tolerance policy that they put into place that split up families and uh this is a little redux i think i stole this from uh, seth meyer's show congress and the courts created this problem and congress alone can fix it uh-huh. the democrats have to change their law that's their law it's congress's job to change the law we're calling on them to do exactly that and it turns out that they all lied as we were saying all along and trump signed an executive order the other day when did he sign the executive order wednesday uh yeah it it had to have been wednesday because we would have talked about it on tuesday um so and, and this is this is really important because this this cannot end here because it's not just about that executive order separate you know it's like we need to we here here's my plan and tell me what you think about this and i don't know maybe i'll call you know my representative or something about this but what i think 
since evangelicals were some of the people who said, no, this ain't right. Since the Catholic Church said, no, this ain't right. And a bunch of other organizations said, no, this ain't right. We'll never be able to get the UN inspectors into these places, especially since we've withdrawn from the Human Rights Council, right? Yeah. And yes. and, yeah. and that would be considered, you know, conservatives would be like, oh, we're being invaded by the UN. You know, because they said that all through all through Obama. You know, they're going to come to your house in the blue UN helmets and they're going to take your children from you. Whatever the fuck they were saying. Whatever moronic conspiracy theory that never came to pass. Uh, but here's my thing. All these, all these groups, religious organizations, what I want to see is I want to see a group of volunteer inspectors from different charities, human rights organizations, the ACLU. Uh, you know, I want to see a coalition of people on the left, right, center who who care about kids and get volunteers and even make this something that, I don't know, like one of us could sign up for if we wanted to. Like, make this an official thing. If you want to get to the bottom of this problem and you want to solve this problem, there has to be some kind of independent oversight. You know? Mm-hmm. And and that that, I think, is the most important thing going forward to make sure that this this isn't you know, just a complete, I mean, an even greater disaster and a gr- even greater humanitarian crisis than it is now. So, well, here's yeah. the thing. You know, he signed that executive agreement yesterday saying we're not going to separate families. And I, I, it kind of smelled like stinky dog poop the day mm-hmm. he signed it. Like, mm-hmm. it smelled that aroma like, I don't know, this something, something the dog took in, it ain't right. Um, and so I found out, you know, we all probably found out yesterday that basically what this executive order is saying is, you know, we're not going to separate families. Yeah. Which gives us 20, 20 days, according to, I think it's the Fosse Amendment. I, Fosse, I know, that's a dancer. I know. I, I'm not I got sure. That wrong. But according to a certain agreement that was in this in 1997. But the oh, the, the Flores. It was a Flores, Flores not Fossey. I'm really Flor- sorry. Yeah, it was a court. It was a. It's an actually. It's a open court case. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Flores, not Fossey. Jazz hands, but um, it, it, so that's that's a problem, which means it gives it gives Congress 20 days to figure out what to do with these families who are now not going to be separated. And the next <laughs> part of it, the next part of it is that it really just puts families into indefinite indefinite imprisonment mm-hmm. well yeah. y- you know in, we're in, detaining them with no timeline yeah exactly and that's why that's, i that's why i think it's important that the people who have money who spoke up about this need to put their money where their mouth is and say look we, you know, we we appreciate that you did this, but we would like to, you know, uh, I don't know what, you know, it just some kind of coalition, oversight coalition, let's call it that, where, you know, the, the, they're going in and they're uh, inspecting all of the facilities. Because, you know, we had, um, well, we'll get into the whole nitty gritty about Melania, but Mel- the one that Melania went to in Texas, you know, that was that was a really nice one. 
you know that was that, that was a really i'm not saying any of these i'm not saying any of these are are nice this isn't a nice situation for anybody we have it so good compared to all these kids and families but you know this but wasn't, that wasn't any of the internment camps and yes. I, i'm going to start calling them that of course she went to a foster facility well that's there you know where kids they got out of the system and they were placed into this foster facility nobody has seen any video from these camps the tent cities um the holding facilities and i i'm telling you i'm calling them internment camps that's fine today, i'm good with that just, just today uh, a bunch of senators went down there to try to get in they were allowed in but the s senators were told you can't use any recording devices again mm -hmm. this has been this is that's the part that blows me away more than just more than anything else is the amount of non-transparency that the Trump administration is showing. If they're doing nothing wrong, if these kids are really being treated well, let people turn on their smartphones. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. If you have nothing to hide, then, you know, what's the harm? The um, interesting thing that I found out, you guys may know about this, but... Uh, in the Flores case, it was a settlement. It wasn't really a court ruling. And that's where there's a limit on how long they could hold uh, an emancipated minor. Mm -hmm. The interesting part that I found out last night was that it's an open court case. Yes. It never was settled. And it is open to pleadings at any time. And there, And the attorneys who were involved in the case are the only people who can walk into any of those centers at any time unannounced and by court order must be allowed in there to inspect and could go back to the court and make pleadings to the agreement. Mm -hmm. Wait, so attorney, those, lawyer, those the attorneys who were involved in Flores who for, argued for the, the case. the kids that they're representing? No, no, no. What, the, the attorneys that were for the plaintiff, who was uh, Jenny Lissette Flores. Okay. Okay. The attorney the, and, and the and the defendant was Janet Reno at the time. Those attorneys still have the are are empowered by the court and by this agreement to enter any of those centers, report on what they see, and make pleadings to the court and and plead for changes in the agreement. Mm -hmm. as they see fit with any violations they see. Have so any that's of them done that? I, I don't know. Okay. I just found this out last night. Ow. That's yeah. an interesting twist because those Ow. lawyers have great power. You know, they talk about Flores like, well, that's the law. Well, it's not a law, and it's not even a legally settled case. No. It's an agreement. Yes. I, the last it, I heard is that the Trump administration is going to court to have that agreement changed so well, he can keep these shock, families. Shock. I don't even know yeah. if they have standing. Wow. Because, and I'm not a lawyer, okay, so I, I just said that, but from the way I read Flores and I, 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 read, the, I read the agreement, uh, there was a plaintiff, Jenny Lissette Flores, and a defendant, and that would be Janet Reno, Attorney General. Now, I guess you can say, yeah, I guess Jeff Sessions could, could take the Reno part and go in there and ask for a change. But the lawyers for uh, Jeanette 
Jenny uh, Lissette Flores uh, could go into these centers and make pleadings to and pre- present evidence that could alter the agreement is the point. So it's not a slam dunk. Mm-hmm. They're playing. They're playing. They're playing with guys that know know what's going on. I mean, that, oh. this agreement's been in in effect since I think nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. So, you know. Well. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well. Well. You know, this is something to watch. I mean, obviously, this is one of those things that, you know, just like when back when we started looking at what was going on with the Affordable Care Act or you know everything else, it's like the, it's a, there's a learning curve for how all this stuff works and the legalese will start to make more sense as time goes on. But yeah, you know, this is, uh, there are a lot of moving parts here and in the, the, this administration needs to be held to account by those people that were most vocal and probably most influential on getting Trump to, to change his mind. And by the way, I didn't get the audio of Trump uh, signing the document the other day because it just made me want to punch somebody in the throat. Um, and oh, oh, hey, I have a drop for punching somebody in the throat now. <laughs> Thanks to Francie. Um, so uh, I can give you the audio. So, yeah. Well, it, basically, he was patting himself on the back. Yes. It's going to make a lot of people really happy. A lot of people really Ooh. happy. Yeah, who, who, who the you know? I mean, the I mean, I love this because it's like, I, it makes me think. Okay, hey, hey, kids, it's Christmas. I burned up all your Christmas presents, but hey, we're going for pizza. You know, and isn't that great of me to p- buy you a pizza after I burned all your Christmas presents? I'm a great I, I guy. God, I came. I my thought process was. Oh, he's thanking himself for putting out the fire that he created. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I started that fire here. Let me pee on it and congratulate myself. You know? Well, I yeah, mean, and it, make it better. Well, it, it, he made it worse because what he's doing, yeah. inst- instead of incarcerating, instead of, first of all, traumatizing children and infants and babies. Which is still happening. Which is still happening. And incarcerating them separately. Now he's going to incarcerate fl- families together. The problem is the zero tolerance, yes. which he hasn't reneged on yet. It's by charging these people as criminals by prosecuting them mm-hmm. is what the other administrations did not do. Yeah. Yes. Once you prosecute somebody, you have to separate the child out because you can't incarcerate a child for the for the crime of the parent. According to to Flores, okay. But the simple solution is and the zero tolerance policy. Don't charge these people. Mm-hmm. Of course. You know, I'm really glad you brought that up. I do not like the term catch and release. I don't yes. like that at all. It sounds like you're fishing. It, yeah, it does. That's exactly. But I wish there was a better way to put it. But you know, past administrations. They, they they brought these people in. They were like, look, we're going to charge you with a misdemeanor. We're going to release you out. You've got to come back to court. And we didn't have this crisis under that program. Mm-hmm. We didn't have it. I, there, yeah. was another, there was another program. I can't remember the name of it. I, I heard about it today. And if somebody in the chat room can help me out with this, I'd, I'd appreciate it. Where they, you know, the Obama administration basically made it a lot easier for people to come to court. So they didn't have to be, you know, afraid of going to jail. 
and they had a 96 percent you know rate of it working trump got rid of that and trump is complaining about hiring they want to hire thousands of new judges to clear up the backlog no no i'm not talking about the the attorneys oh no not the jags no no i'm talking about the judges they want to hire judges to hear these cases and clear up the backlog i mean it it makes sense you hire a thousand new judges you send them down to these states where they're they're being held and you can have these hearings much quicker and get these kids back together and make a decision do you want to send them back or do you want to give them asylum the problem is there's such a backlog, not only in, in the courts, but in the ports of entry, that these people are just coming between ports of entry and trying to find a Border Patrol agent to turn themselves in. Yes. The ports of entries are backed up. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I heard about that today, and I've been trying I to find too. like some more information to really back it up. But the ports of entry are so backed up that people are literally going around the actual port, and mm-hmm. as soon as they cross into American soil, they're being arrested. No, they're actually looking. They're turning themselves in. Turning themselves in. They're trying, they actively try to find a border patrol agent to turn themselves in. And so the border patrol agents arrest them. Take them and arrest them. Right. When they're technically claiming asylum the same way that people who come through the port of entry that those same rights that they're granted. Well, that's because, that's because technically the law says you can't cross the border except through a port of entry. So when you when you right. seek asylum but circumvent the port of entry, you've broken the law. Yeah. The difference the difference here is that they don't have to be prosecuted mm-hmm. when they come through the port of entry. No, either way. They don't have See, to prosecute border crossers. This is this is oh my god. They could detain them without charging them. That's where the zero tolerance. That's what, that's where the crux of this problem. Yes. Back back in February or whenever it was, it was Jeff Sessions who made the conscious decision that 100% of people that crossed the border would be prosecuted. That was never the policy. It was a public decision what, too. Right, and that was what the pro, that's what is the crux of yep. this problem. Can I ask a serious, I I need to ask this of both of you. So it's something that, so if these people come through the port of entry and they say, Mm -hmm. I'm seeking asylum, Mm -hmm. they're automatically arrested? No, no, no. No. If they come, if you do it the right way, the the, the, the legal way to do it is to go through a port of entry. Right. Make an an application for asylum, claim asylum that you want asylum and they would put you through a process of application interview you know and then they would make a decision these ports of entries are backed up for they say months and months yeah and you know turned around turned back daily yeah they're or they're i mean they're they're sleeping there on a hard cement floor volunteers come by to give them food you know I mean, and and yeah, and then the ones who can't wait any longer, uh, for whatever reason, uh, if they if there's no, I mean, because I saw one of the ports of entry, uh, a bunch of mothers and children laying under uh, a a roof section that is you know open air, but there's a roof over it, but that roof only goes so far, and mm-hmm. they're you know on the Mexican side, and they that's, can't. 
that was going to be my next question. Yeah, and, and, and I, I, the, M, the NBC, uh, uh, the NBC reporter, went on the Mexican side of this, and they showed there were there were two border agents who stand there every day. It's you're 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 the one first in line. You walk up the border. Says, There's no room on the other side. Go back. Yeah. There's no room on the other side. Go back. And this goes on for months. Yeah. So those people just stay there at the port of entry. Some of them say, "Well, the hell with this," and they get their kids, their family, and they just run. Yeah. And that's where okay. they start turning themselves in, and yeah, then they're and then they're and, and, and that's where the zero zero tolerance fucks them up com- completely. Right. Fucks them up. The reason why right. I'm asking this is because um, I think this is a really important point for the show and. You know, there are still people out there saying they're coming over illegally without understanding what is happening at the ports of entry. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care. That's the thing is everybody is so, uh, you know, it's so easy for these conservatives and Trump cultists. I'm sorry, white nationalists, the white nationalist party to to say uh, you know, oh, well, you know, they can come through the port of entry and, and do it legally or don't do it at all. And it's like, they, they don't understand the, the human cost. They don't care about the human cost. And it's like, I don't, I don't want, you know, in, in the, what's pissing me off is the, is the misinformation in the, in the language that they're using against, uh, people who are pro-life for children, you know, we're pro-life for these kids. It, you know, and, and they're saying one of two things. Oh, well, why do you care about human life because you think abortion sh- is, is, is should be legal? Or the other one is, well, all you filthy liberals just want open borders. You don't want rule of law. You know, it, it's like you can only have it one way or the other. And it's so fucking simple-minded in the misinformation that's going in. And I, I have a little bit of audio from... Um, the Trump cult uh, that I want to play, a couple of Trump cultists that I want to play when we come back to, to just show the level of disinformation that's going out. It, 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 and I mean, and they believe it all. They believe it all. And one more thing, and I know it's 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 too complicated for Fox News uh, 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 listeners, but but all much of much of this problem, these people are leaving Honduras to get away from murder Mm -hmm. their 10 year old children boys are being recruited in their schools by gang members and threatened if you don't join the gang we're going to come to your house and kill your entire family by larger numbers than they do here in America right now part of the problem is is our foreign policy in the Central American countries thank you we're creating part of this problem not the whole thing don't, part yeah. of it. We're complicit here. Okay, so so it's like we're manufacturing part of this problem. These people come in waves. We bottleneck the ports of entry so they, in desperation, they don't want to go back and be murdered. So they run, they get caught, and other administrations have been just detaining them. This one decided, well, no, we're going to prosecute 100% of them. Yeah, and just to be girls just to be friends what they're doing with the kids and then once you prosecute flores kicks in and oh all of a sudden we have a crisis a crisis of our own making both foreign policy wise yes and domestic policy wise and yep. and yeah and don't even get me started on on how we can stop the cartels too because if we if we were really serious about this and we neutered the cartels 
because I mean we're we're the ones who you know our country is funding the cartels in the illegal drug trade. We I'm need we need to end we need to end prohibition on drugs in this country. And all right, last word, real quick, Rain, before we go to the break. I'm just going to tell you something. Look at Manuel Noriega and look at the School of the Americas. This has been going on a long time. No, mm-hmm. oh, I know. We funded this shit. This is blowback. And unfortunately, what's happening with this administration is they're making the situation at the border worse without dealing with the fact that we have a decades-old blowback problem. They're playing small ball. They're fucking yeah. playing small ball, and that's all. Yep. That's all. All right, we got to go to the break. When we come back, we'll continue this topic, and uh, we'll be talking about lots more. Full, full Melania jacket we'll be talking about tonight. Um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, uh, break time. We'll be right back. We're gonna listen to. I, I think it's time for macaroni. It's macaroni time, everybody. The only time I think I've ever been able to understand myself was on Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Then things were really clear. When you living with stress This is what you play to get shit off your chest This is what you play when people got you fed up This is what you play when you just don't give a fuck This is what you need when your car breaks down This is what you need when there's traffic all around This is what you need when you just walk in And catch your fiance with your best friend This is what you play when you get laid off And find out that your final check's way off what you need when you run out of weed or your baby mama tripping with your firstborn seed this is what you need when them ends don't meet this is what you need when you fighting in the street this is what you play when you all the way through this is what you play when you say fuck you fuck this is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air if you ever been stuck or down on your luck throw your motherfucking fingers in the air Something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. This is what you play if your boss is a jerk. This is what you play when you on the way to work. This is what you need when you come up shorter or at the drive-thru when they fuck up your order. This is what you play when you waiting in line. This is what you play when people wasting your time. This is what you need when someone breaks your heart and says, me and you, we need some time apart. This is what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder. This is what you play when the police pull you over. This is what you need when you just can't stand it. Every time you do right, they take you for granted. This is what you play when we in a recession. What you play when politicians don't listen This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air I'm me, that's how I'ma do If you don't like it, fuck you, do you If you don't like it, say fuck you too 
Or some of you might say, suck my ooh This is about being real with yourself Sometimes you gotta say, fuck everybody else Sometimes you gotta let people do what they do Sometimes you gotta stop them and say, fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air I'm Tim Coromall, host of The Tim Coromall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. We get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower.
This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they killed Kenny, you bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime. Joe's Skype has gone rogue. <laughs> I think there is a function, if I'm not mistaken, on Skype, that there is a yeah. screen share. And I think you are sharing your screen, so don't look at porn while we're on. Um, so you but, see it too, Ken. <laughs> yes, Wait yes. Wait a minute. What's that? What's that? Well, okay, what's if that? you look at Skype, it, it's showing us your browser. It's showing us your entire what you're looking at. <laughs> um, uh, well, you know. I'm That's only weird. looking at you. But. Yeah, I know. Uh, we can see the chat. It's, <laughs> no, but it's, I mean, it's there's like it, it's some kind of weird screen sharing function that is kicked in on your Skype. I have no idea what's going on. We'll Skype. figure it out. <laughs> anyway, it's really weird. I mean, I'm seeing. I think I'm seeing Joe's desktop screen top. Yeah, yeah, his desktop. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, welcome back, Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello, sir. Hello. And, I hope you enjoy my desktop. Ah, yeah, it's. I'm getting a kick out. <laughs> I would like to see some porn. Jeez. Well, okay, I, I could do that too. You know? <laughs> Just look up some uh, pictures of Melania Trump without a jacket. Um, That's right. And uh, of course, uh, Rain from Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington D.C. Welcome back. Hello, everybody. So, um, all right, I want to get to some audio here um, from. Uh, I, I clipped this out from Stephanie Rules Show. Um, because I, I thought we could have our own commentary on this. Um, and uh, it, it, she, one of the reporters from MSNBC went to one of the, the Trump, uh, the white nationalist rallies he had the other day and introduced, uh, or they interviewed some of his supporters. The first one they interviewed was a guy who said he immigrated to this country in 2000. And uh, I just want want to show everybody how well the disinformation and uh, manipulation of, of uh, facts is, is soaking up into these racist weirdos like sponges. When a person goes, robs a bank, he's separated from his family anyway. Same as the people coming in this country. I'm an immigrant myself. I came here in 2000, and when we immigrated, we came here legally. All right, so if somebody robs a bank, they're separated from their family. Yeah, no shit. You know, I mean, this is this is a new development. No shit. You know, this is this is nothing new. You know, when somebody dies, they're separated from their family. You know, when somebody chooses to work overseas, they're separated from their family. When somebody joins the military, they're separated from their family. When somebody divorces somebody else, they're separated from their family. Yeah, I get it. There's all kinds of things that happen like that that you get separated from your family. You numb nuts. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, these are people. Yeah, your your family who immigrated here in two thousand probably had enough money to do it. You know, I don't know where he came from. He didn't bother saying, but you know, there there are you know, it's not that easy. And another thing too that that drives me crazy about this is, you know, we're all sit, you know sitting here saying all this in English, right? And see these people see. from from south of the border who want to come here. They're not getting all the information that they, they necessarily need to do this in the right manner. They have a vague idea, but they don't know what they're in store for. They don't know what's happening. They just know that they have a great chance of being slaughtered if they stay where they are. Yes. Right. 
Somebody who robs a bank consciously makes a decision to take something from someone else. Somebody who murders somebody makes that conscious decision to, to, to murder somebody. And they're not thinking of their family at all. These people are thinking of their families. Yeah. Yes. You know, the, I got to say this. When, when you spoke about how they don't speak English, the thing that I've learned over the past week or so, a lot of these people who are coming up from Honduras and Guatemala, um, they don't even speak Spanish. They speak local dialect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when they come into Mexico and, you know, Mexicans speak to them in, in Spanish, a lot of these people don't even get that. And yeah. we have nobody at the border mm-hmm. right now who can do that. And that blows me away. Mm-hmm. We don't have any, you know, foreign language linguists. Yeah. That are available at the border to talk to these people. Yeah, in these and again, this administration, as all conservatives, as all white nationalists, as all these evil fuckers, um, you know, they're they're just concerned about playing small ball. Now, here's the next clip I want to play for you. Oh, this woman got so emotional when she was asked about the separating of families, and but when she started crying the hardest, listen to what she said. Our family means a lot to us, so we have to do it. I see you getting emotional. <laughs> Maybe she's just a gets teary at journey. Why is that? Because he did <laughs> Spit it out. Yeah. Spit it out. He just Spit I mean, it out. He cries so hard and so many people are so down on him. <laughs> he tries so hard but everybody's down on him. Oh, oh, oh. you know what I have to say to that? Uh, Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, I got that for you. There, I read him. Yeah, he He tries so hard, and so many people are so down on him. I read him. Fuck. So yeah, so so these these folks, you know, it's it's a you know they're you know, and I I could I I refuse to record the third guy. Because he he said the same thing. He's like, he's like, wow, won't somebody thank the children? And then then he started to go on and say, uh, if I commit a crime, they take my kids away from me. And I'm like, dude, your kids are probably seventy. <laughs> They'll be all right, <laughs> you know. I mean, this guy was like this. Uh, he looked like he was a hundred fucking years old and was like wearing all kinds of like, um. What do you call? What 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 do you? He was wearing flair, American flair. You know when when servers wear all kinds of buttons and you know uh, cloys and pins. You think? Don't you think that's like the ultimate in in you know white 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 privilege, white supremacy? Yeah. Yes. If I robbed a bank, I go to prison. Yeah, and you probably served the shortest term ever, you old mummy. Um, I mean, seriously, this guy was like 120 years old. <laughs> I'm surprised he was able to get there. He was one of the families of the uh, North Korea, of the Korean veterans that are missing. <laughs> Tutankhamen's, uh, I believe. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you know, seriously, cry me a fucking river. He tries so hard, and so many people are so down on him. That's what she was really upset about. 
Was it, oh, we ever been so down on him? Oh, 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 oh. Wow. I read it. That kills me. He doesn't wow. try hard at all. He golfs. He golfs a lot. He tries so hard. What's he trying hard to do? Tell me what exactly Trump is trying hard to do, because I can tell you one thing he's trying to do, and that's he's trying to drive a stake in the heart of democracy. He's also trying to, you know, make the greatest divide because he's so thin skinned and he needs love and respect in, in everything so much. You know, in, in in pats on the back and and all that. That if he it, it's not given to him, you saw what he did to Mark Sanford the other day. You know, mm-hmm. in, in the way he treats you know people on the left, in the way his sycophants treat people on the left, we'll never fucking do anything for you, never. We never will because you treat us like filth, and you are no, the filth. That's a good point. You know, this, this whole idea the Democrats aren't helping us with the um, immigration bill—they're the obstructionists. They're the ones that are standing mm-hmm. in the way. But they're—they sh- should help us. They should help us. But they suck. That's pretty much what he's saying, right, guys? Yeah. yeah. You know who else isn't helping him? The, uh, the the veterans of the Spanish American War. Oh God. Yeah, they're not. They're Losers. Not helping at all. Losers. <laughs> they've been—they've been silent this whole time. I like veterans who don't die. Um, yeah. Where are the veterans' families asking for the missing action? Yes, That's they came up to me and said, my <laughs> son was lost in the Spanish-American War. Could you get his remains back? Where was so, that? Spain? So, yeah, so this is, you know, uh, this is uh, just... I mean, we're, we're never... As long as he's in the White House, this nation will never heal. Will never heal. For as divisive as people said Obama was, and yeah, maybe he could have done better here and there, but he never got a fair shake because he was half black. We know that. We know that. He's also half tan suit. Yeah. Oh, God, the tan suit. Oh, my dear. Have my, oh. my stars and garters. Um, oh, and how about the white white outfit that Michelle wore? Uh, oh, we'll get to that. Went down to we'll the get. Gulf hold. States. Don't no. Don't spoil it. Well, oh, we got we got okay. we got that for later. Um, but yeah. So, uh, but I, I want to play this though because the, uh, again, the 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 inhumanity that's going on from the supporters, from Trump, from the administration, and his bobbleheads, his sycophants like Corey Lewandowski. Oh, he's never been more punchable, ladies and germs. Oh, he's you know, uh, we we well actually you know we should we should get one of those in the throat for him right now. Um, Lewandowski I know was. Where he lives. Oh, neat! Share that on Twitter with everyone. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm kidding. Just Dox telling him. you, if you need to know where he lives, hit me up. There you go. Right, tell, let me know. I'll share it on Facebook. <laughs> uh, so uh, no doxing. That's it. Ain't right. Uh, but Lewandowski, no, I'm not a That's yeah, Lu- I said. Oh, okay. yeah, okay. Trump's no. Trump's a doxer. Uh, so Lewandowski was on with uh, Sandra Smith on Fox News, along with Democratic strategist Zach uh, Pet Petcanis. Petcanis. I don't know. Uh, Petcanis. Petcanis. <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, I try with a last name like Picklesimer. I always got to give it a good shot, right? Um, 
but yeah, Lewandowski was on with uh, this Democratic strategist named Zach, and um, they were. Everybody's heard this, I'm sure, but I'm going to play it. I read today about a 10-year-old uh, girl with Down syndrome who was taken from her mother and put in a cage. Wah, wah. I read about a, a, did you say want want to a 10-year-old with Down syndrome what being I taken from her mother? What I said is you can pick anything How you dare want, you? Up, but the bottom line How is very dare clear. You? When you cross the border you, illegally, sir? you How have given you? up the we rights of this country. Taken from Look, their we mothers. are a country with we borders. We are a country of laws. Stolen from and their when mothers you choose to cross this country illegally, your parents and understand this. They understand Nobody can hear when you both talk. So when you cross the border illegally, you, sir, when you commit a crime, you? you are taken away from she your has family. Down that's how this she was country taken from her mother. Right, Zach, you go to oh, any on, country in the Let's world. Let's get Zach to finish his point. If you commit point. a crime, you are taken from your parents there in is any a country in the world. There is a Let's reason why faith groups, I, there is a reason why 12 Republican senators sent a letter uh, begging this administration to reverse this policy. There is a reason why the governor of New York is suing this administration to stop this policy. This policy is abhorrent. It is offensive right. to all Where were you during the Obama people. administration when this policy was in place? This administration Bullshit. policy was not done during the administration. You are now lying about this policy this in addition to saying To be clear, children were detained at the border under the Obama administration. When they were unaccompanied minors, the difference now is they are accompanied minors. The Trump administration is forcibly making them unaccompanied minors okay. when they take them from their parents and put them in cages and we have members of the trump team who are going wah wah when we when, when you, you learn about the stories in this of, country, of horror it's that's very going on down clear. the border okay. oh my god uh seriously yeah Oof. and and yeah it's, yeah it's hard to listen to but if you listen to what lewandowski said he basically said fuck y'all tough shit you broke the law, even if it is a misdemeanor, you get to go to jail because you're brown people. He said, I really don't care to you. He said, I really don't care to you. Yeah. Um, no, and don't worry, is, we'll get to that. Is, if, this, if this actually happened, if what we see happening now happened under the Obama administration, um, every fucking anti-Obama person would be screaming their heads off about this mm -hmm. they would yeah. be like the children the children we're the party of you know we're the party of children we're the pro you know the pro-life party yeah why is he treating the children like this well and and, and, and it's the hypocrisy that just the, okay yeah there's I'm sorry a, yeah that's all right there's another there's another element to this too because there are there are pictures of kids behind chain link fences during the obama administration um, yep. the, all the kids who came over unaccompanied. Now, here's the deal with that. This is my personal opinion. You can agree, you can disagree, whatever. Um, everybody, not just you guys. Um, is that that was a huge crisis when 10,000 children showed up at the border unaccompanied because they were being recruited and slaughtered, um, you know, en masse, right? What do you do? What do you do with that moment? You find whatever facility you can at that moment. They didn't, and again, what this, the Zach, this Democratic strategist said, what he said was, that's the important difference, is that these yeah. kids came here 
and they were, they were overwhelmed by it. Now, the 2,500 families, I think, or 2,500 kids who Trump split up from those families, that's a relatively small number. That's a fourth of what the Obama administration had to deal with initially. So, and, you know, it, they were taking them from their parents and putting them in the concentration camps. They were yes. torturing them. These kids already, their parents decided, I want you to live, go. Yeah. You know, that was their decision down there. And, it, it, you Everybody, know. Everybody's ignoring. That was in 2014. Mm -hmm. it, it seems like a lot of people, especially on the right, are ignoring the fact that we had a humanitarian crisis of a whole bunch of kids coming across the border without parents. Without mm -hmm. parents. They were just, you know, how they got there, you know what? Maybe we could talk to Mexico and figure out something with Mexico, quite honestly. But yeah. Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State at the time. And these kids came in, they came into our country with no parents. There was no records. There was no paperwork. There was no way to say you have to go home because they couldn't figure out who their parents were. Sure. And we're and America. And what happens We're when America. that many what what, ha what happens when that many bodies show up across the border? What what happens? You use whatever facility you have at the moment, I, and you yeah. know, and those kids now are uh, they've integrated them into the foster care system and and uh, and place them with families. Maybe they sent some home. I don't know, but where Melania went to visit. Most of those kids probably were some of the kids that arrived four years ago. And, you yeah, know, as they were processed as humanely as possible, and they were pro those kids were probably real happy to just have shelter over their head since they their parents sent them away. Now, if imagine that trauma, just I, for that, just for a I quick moment, even. imagine the trauma where your parents say, look, I need to leave you, but I am sending you to America so you can have a life, so mm -hmm. you can live. Because when I go back home, I'm probably... They probably didn't even say that part. Yeah. When I go back home, I probably won't live. Yeah. Yeah, my, uh, my understand. I read somewhere, I don't know if it was in our chat or somewhere else, but uh, during the, the Obama administration, most of the unaccompanied children who came to this country had sponsors on this side of the border. And the majority of them were placed with relatives who were identified. Okay. Okay. So that so, makes sense so that they a, would be a, in a, a that would that would make uh -huh. sense that they would be in a facility like that for a short period of time. Go ahead, Joe. Yes. Right. But but the but the key here is is that they make it sound like well this has been going on and they did nothing about it. No. When the now and this is an important differentiation. We keep talking about the twenty three hundred children that were separated from their mothers under this no uh, zero tolerance there are 10,000 who appeared here unaccompanied mm -hmm. yes okay that are in, in these facilities that are, are scattered about this country the way the obama administration and i understand the 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 uh, the bush administration handled it was that first of all they, a lot of these people were sent here with identified sponsors yeah in other I've words they were able to yeah, they were yeah. able to say, "I have an uncle, I have an aunt, I have a cousin," and if you contact them, they'll take me to take me in. 
and they were placed and that was the majority of them the others may be in those facilities like melanie Mm. was at with her little jacket exactly so um i I need to get to this go ahead not, not easy it's not a black and white issue and anybody who really cares about this issue needs to start looking at all of the nuances of it because like we're doing tonight by the way and i'm sorry if i'm yelling i'm i'm upset about this so i'm done go Jeff. go go um I, I gotta i gotta play this clip because uh fox and fox invited lewandowski back onto the show um basically to try and help him whitewash what he said the the prior evening and i want to play that my comment was specifically about Zach trying to politicize the use of children as a political football in this discussion. I'm going to pause it there. Remember, remember that. What he said in the beginning. Remember that. Because the law is very clear. When parents commit crimes by coming into this country, regardless of who their children are, they are separated because we are a nation of laws. That has never changed. This is a policy that is uh, implemented under the Obama administration, and Congress can change this. But they've chosen not to do that. And so it doesn't matter to me if you come with one child or ten children. Nobody wants to see their parents separated from their children but the parents understand that by coming to this country illegally they're committing a crime and there are consequences just as there would be in any other country in the world so let's not make this about politicizing children let's make it about the rules and the laws and congress has the ability to change that but to be clear you were not speaking about the young girl with down syndrome that was separated from her parents at the border Look, I, I don't know the young girl uh, that Zach oh. referenced. I was mocking Zach, a liberal Democrat National Committee activist. A liberal activist. He had to throw liberal and activist in there. You know, I mean, how often do you... Uh, uh, no, I'm not even going to get into that part. But the most, the, the, the biggest part to that was he said he was trying to politicize these poor children. And then... You know, somebody who is alive, somebody who potentially by bringing attention to their scenario, they could be saved, right? What did he go on to to say after that? I cut it out because I'm not fucking playing it. Because he started to politicize the deaths of, of Kate Steinle or Steinle, whatever her name was, uh, who was killed uh, by, the, uh, by uh, an undocumented um, immigrant. And the guy wasn't charged with her murder. It was considered accidental or whatever it was. So he started to talk about her, and he started to talk about somebody else who was killed by by somebody from south of the border, whatever. And it's like, why on earth it, can't we politicize human life that is in danger? Why? It, it, but instead, you go the cheap route. And you politicize the death of somebody whose family has told you they don't want their daughter's name to pass your filthy lips. I, you know, I got a kind of an answer for that. Okay. Corey Lewandowski only cares about white Americans. Exactly. He's a white nationalist. They're all white nationalists. Another point that, if you that, support that, Trump, you're a fucking on. white nationalist. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, last thought on this before we go to break. Okay, another another point, another thing that's going on here. 
they are consistently conflating MS-13 yes. gangs in this country and and t- with today's little little uh, little uh, dog and pony show, you know, crimes committed against white people, Americans, uh-huh. by immigrants, conflating them with these people that are coming seeking asylum from the very thing he is accusing immigrants in this country of perpetrating on Americans. Yeah. They're trying to escape the gangs. They're trying to escape the violence. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, so he, and he's conflating them with MS-13 and 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 these people that that you know illegal Ill, that that uh, killed people uh, in this country who who were undocumented, maybe have been sent back several times. I mean, basically, that's this conflict con- conflating of the two is is is. Uh, a deliberate attempt to muddy the waters here. Yeah, and it's and such a rare, it's such a rare occurrence. I wonder if the NRA would would release his tiny nuts and allow him to have a a, a bunch of families of mass shootings go and take pictures of them and hold them up and say something needs to be done about guns because you could get a whole hell of a lot more people in there who have been affected, who have children that they've lost or loved ones that they lost. Uh, to mass shootings done by straight white men in this country who are just about 90% on the conservative spectrum. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've got a... I mean, how can... And, and again, how can we lefty liberals, you know, us, us wimps, you know, we hate guns so much. They're so scary. They look scary. We couldn't... So we can't do mass shootings. It's all you. Fuck you, you freaks. So, uh, but yeah, <laughs> and, and many, many other people on that side of the aisle don't want to acknowledge the fact that MS-13 started out and I believe it was San Francisco. Mm, I, yeah, I don't know. Started in America. Yeah. And it's spread down south. But it's brown so, people. You know, so it doesn't matter. It's to them. all it's it's incredibly racist. It's just like the new Black Panther Party. Ooh, scary. You know, I mean, rare, 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 rare fucking examples, but we can't even address the real problems of, of, uh, you know, Americans that are getting killed. But anyway, I think Susan's antsy to join us on the program. So let's go ahead and uh, run the break. Uh, We're running a little long right now, but we'll be right back with lots more turn up the night right after this. Let's take a look at a genuine American. I want you to meet Kitty Pick. He's proud of his country but prone to take his liberties for granted. He's aware that someone must assume responsibility for the liberty, for our free way of life. Yet, when there's a job to be done, Kitty Peck, like so many Americans, is apt to ask, why me? This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. 
except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. He cries so hard and so many people are so down on him. Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And joining me, as always, on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. Hi. So, um, my sister got out of the tunnel at Baltimore. Got 45 <laughs> minutes, baby. All right. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, of course, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back to the program. I, I'm, in, I'm in a tunnel in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah? Okay. <laughs> uh, but it's a very nice one. It's a nice, yeah, nice. Yeah, excellent. And uh, actually, There actually is a tunnel in Pennsylvania. Oh, there you I go. Went, when you, when you're going, going down the turnpike yeah. toward Allentown, oh, you have okay. to go right through a mountain. Well, yeah, I'm living tunnel. here in Allentown. <laughs> and I've been stuck in that tunnel many a time. And they're closing all the factories down. The prettiest girl in Cleveland. Susan is here. <laughs> That's right, I'm here. and I'm, Suze! I'm, Yes, yes. How come Suze doesn't have a jingle? Um, I do. Well, do you just played it? It just doesn't have music with it. Yeah. So. Well, you know, it, it'll happen. It'll happen. It's a long weekend. What so, else do we have to do? Sure. Yard work. <laughs> Hi, Suze. Hey, Rain. How's it Hi, going? Hi, so Everybody, the Suze <laughs> from Resistor Sisters. Uh, they just wrapped uh, season one of Resistor Sisters yesterday. And uh, it can be heard. Episode 20 can be heard tonight after Turn Up the Night. Um, so, all right, everybody. I want to get right back into this because we got a lot of other stuff to talk about. Um, and... Um, well, Rain, I'm not going to be able to talk about this without um, without you being here because it's um, it's a pretty big story, and it is uh, all about the jacket, the coat that Melania wore. Yes. Oh. Yeah, and I, I want to set this up because I'm sure everybody's seen it. Basically, she was wearing a coat for. Do you remember the name of the company, Rain, that that made it, or uh-huh. Susan? I do. Oh, what is it? Because I was researching Zara. them. Wild Fang. Wild Fang. Yes, no, Wild Fang. Was, I thought it was Zara. Was oh. it? 
I looked real quick and it said Wild Fang and no, I think it was okay. Zara. All right, then. Yeah, that's what I thought I saw. Then um, Wild Fang just that, came up with something to. Some, I found some stuff about that company that's not pretty. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, so it, you know about that. So let's let's talk about that um, after this. But uh, I, I when I first heard this story, I got to tell everybody this. I was sitting in my office about I guess two in the afternoon when the story broke yesterday. And then all of a sudden, I heard uproarious laughter coming from uh, one of the administrative offices, um, and about six of my coworkers were in there laughing. And I was like, I bet they're reading this story. <laughs> and I walked across the hall, and they all know that you know I marinate in this stuff, and that I'm constantly checking news, and I've got updates on my phone, and I'm on the Facebook with you guys, and looking at Mediaite all day. And, you know, uh, in, in, uh, I went across the hall and they were like, and my friend Jen is like, Ken, is this true? Is that real? Did they Photoshop it? And I said, no, I verified it. it that was an AP photo of that jacket. That was Associated Press. Mm -hmm. And so, and they were just like in disbelief. They're just like, oh my God. And, and I got to tell you what's, what's really important, I think, about that. Is that not everybody in that office is that political? Oh wow! So you know, a couple people are, but not all of them. And they pro in in you know it was everybody was talking about it at my job yesterday. So uh, you know, and uh, except for the the handful of Trump cultists that uh, can't do their jobs right, got to deal with <laughs> one of those yesterday. Um, so anyway. Um, uh, yeah, I want, I want to play, uh, you know, so Melania Trump, where's this coat? Uh, well, she's getting on the air force one or whatever to, to go to, um, a, a Texas facility to, to tour, tour one of kids that came here unaccompanied and on the back of the but jacket, those, those who didn't see the image and there might be a few people out there listening to the podcast. Yeah. It said, really don't care. Do you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really don't care to you, and um, and to me when I saw it, I was like, okay, first of all, out of touch. Second of all, what are you, some kind of edgy hot topic teen? <laughs> I mean, I what what first lady wears something like that? What what you know? Thank and you. I I'm, I haven't seen you know the first daughters or first sons, you know, wear anything pr with you know printed on it going to some in some official capacity. So for you know, and and I just love this because Kirsten Powers summed up my feelings on this, uh, just a hundred and ten percent. And I have three clips here. The first one um, is, um, hey, it, it's it's her, and I said it. I said it to you guys yesterday. Um, it, this is her let them eat cake moment. Kirsten, I mean, it, it's crisis management one hundred and one. Sorry, I should say she was on Anderson Cooper three hundred and sixty. And uh, you'll hear from Dana Bash at some point in these two. Kirsten, I mean, it, it's crisis management 101 to not distract from your core mission. I mean, if you're on a journey of care, a, a, a visit to show you care, to wear a giant sign that says, I don't care, it, it, it's, I, I do not, I, I literally thought it was a joke. I thought someone had, you know, put that up on, on Twitter and sort of, you know, doctored it or photoshopped it. Right, but I, I think this is their core message. 
that they don't care. Uh, that she would go down there and do this, it tells us everything that we need to know. I mean, she's officially the Marie Antoinette of this administration. It should just say, let them eat cake. That is literally the message she is sending. <laughs> that they just don't care about what's happening there. And again, it was, it was, I was in Washington this morning. Nobody's wearing jackets. First of all, second of all, this is a woman who spends a lot of time very carefully picking out what she's going to wear. She's very mm -hmm. fashionable. This was not an accident. This was intentional. So I think then the president tweets out, well, it was all about the fake news, uh, which also just again shows that they don't care if that's what it was about, because I'm sorry, but it's a much bigger deal what's happening there on the border with people who really haven't broken the law contrary to what we're being told they're seeking asylum that's not illegal uh, there's no reason to be locking them up without their children this is not how it was handled in the past so I'm just gonna take it at face value and just say Melania doesn't care I mean I don't think we need to overanalyze it oh fuck that was good because uh, that's what I thought too. Because in, in another thing is her press secretary came out and said, "Oh, there's no hidden message here. No shit. We read the message. It was loud and clear." Sure. Well, maybe she's right. Maybe she's right that it wasn't hidden, right? The, uh, yeah, I, I, I totally, uh, I took it at face yep. value. Hiding in plain sight. I can. I when I first saw this. And this this happened when we were recording Resistor Sisters yesterday. Mm -hmm. We got off air, and I saw this, and I was like, "This this this has got to be photoshopped, right?" I I really felt like it's got to be photoshopped. Somebody played a hard joke. Yeah, you know, I, I, everybody was saying, "You know, is this real life?" Yeah, and it yeah. was. She really wore that, and I don't get it. I don't. I have been on this show. Mm -hmm. Sympathetic towards Melania Trump. You have. Oh, you I'm have. The first one to admit it. I've been very sympathetic to her. And the only I one first, on the show. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. You know, I, mm -hmm. but it, you know. So when I first saw it, I thought, okay, maybe it's a joke. And then I thought, I don't know what I thought. I mean, I think that after I posted that. The, the the one thing the one thing that I did say that I'm going to stay true to to what I said, and it might not have come across as eloquently as I wanted to say it, is, you know what, she's married to him, and I'm not going to blame her for who she's married to. I'm just not, because there's still a part of me, honestly, there's still a part of me that believes that maybe she's just in a very kind of emotionally abusive relationship that doesn't make an excuse for her wearing that jacket exactly exactly <laughs> i hope that makes sense yeah so uh Suze, did you want to chime in before we get to the next clip oh i, I was just gonna say real quick that i did a li little research and you said the name of the um the company was zora zara i've heard of them before. zara um but when i was searching for it i found yeah. um a shirt by wild fang and Wild Fang is a pretty cool company. They uh, have a lot of shirts that say Wild Feminist. And, the, you know, like, and it's just, they're really cute stuff, you know. And uh, they've got another shirt that says, she came, she saw, she fucked shit up, which was pretty awesome. And um, they have buttons that say, I can't believe we still have to protest this shit, which is true. Um, but they're coming out with kind of a reactionary shirt that says, I really care, comma, don't you? And it's already sold okay, out. That's, 
that's really good. I heard about that shirt. Yeah, that's really yeah. good to know. And it is like $98, but, <laughs> but <laughs> you know. Profit, company, proceeds from that go to help immigrants. Yeah, the proceeds go to uh, Races, which is Refugee Immigrant nice. Center for Education and Legal, you know, services. Mm. Which, so that's which, good. If people want to go on Facebook, you can look them up and you can start, you know, your fundraising to help people donate mm-hmm. money to that. Yeah. yeah. Because... The wild thing is way different than Zara. Wild Fang. Um, fang. Sorry. Yeah, Wild Fang. That's wild okay. Fang. Because the other thing I found out today, uh, last year, Zara was the company who, um, they sold pajamas that were striped like, um, help me here, Joe. They have, so a, they have a shirt. They have, I'm looking at it. Like In 2014. And that's concentration it. Concentration it was a, wow. a Holocaust prison Holocaust prisoner yes. shirt is what it was. Wow. Right. Zara right. also sold um, a skirt, a denim skirt with Pepe on it. Oh. You know, Pepe the Frog. Ugly. And yeah. black fa- and blackface black characters. Black and they characters. sold black blackface jewelry. Wow. And they also sold t shirts called um was it white is the new black yeah i'm mm-hmm. looking at that right now Ugh. and so, they also had the purse with the swastikas on it and that which i think is the worst of all of it where's the swastika so oh there well, no, the worst Ew. of it all is that they only accept the rice marks <laughs> i don't know what to make of it i don't know what to make of this company. everything's getting terrifyingly political man Fashion used so, to not touch this shit. This is crazy. Yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on their site now. You know they have a, a piss-proof repellent raincoat? Oh, <laughs> see. There you but go. The fact, that, the fact that Melania Trump and, and that coat, you you two years ago was the last time you could buy it. Yeah. It has been on sale for a long time. Mm-hmm. So either she bought it a long time ago, or somebody bought it for her and gave it to her as a gift recently. The thing is, forty bucks. I don't understand what's going on. I don't get yeah. it. Well, either she really doesn't care, or she's trying to send a message to her husband. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. This is the, the just this blew me away, and I I accept the idea that this is probably a distraction. Well, and you know what? Uh, I'm willing to be distracted because <laughs> this is that disgusting. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to play this second clip here. This is uh, I think this has Dana Bash, um, and um, the of of course there were these contradictory tweets too, where her spokesperson says, "No, there was no message behind this," but then Trump tweeted out. Oh, there totally was. It was about fake news mm-hmm. because I'm so fucking original. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so here's uh, here's that clip. Yeah. What's interesting about this, though, is in the, the the her spokesperson's initial statement, in which it said, "Look, there was no message to it." The last line of the statement was something along the lines of, "You know, I hope you don't make this this a story about what she's wearing, implying mm-hmm. how how stupid it would be for the media to be focused on what she's wearing," but. I mean, again, she's wearing a giant sign that says, I don't care. Do you going on a mission that's supposed to show how she cares? And then the president takes Mm -hmm. the time, uh, the most important person on the planet takes the time to craft some sort of a tweet coming up with some belabored explanation. That's what he's spent time doing today. Right. Well, exactly. And it's the 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 
basic notion that her spokeswoman initially said it's just a jacket there's no message and then her husband the president sends a tweet which is you know just absolutely n n not believable in the least saying that she was trying to say that to the to the fake news media I i'm not so sure that it, this is a marie antoinette moment um <laughs> i think that you're you're really? you're right uh, kirsten and to, to sort of try to take it at face value and maybe we are overanalyzing it uh, and you know what she does after that then she goes on to overanalyze it dana bash and i cut it all out because <laughs> she like had like five different theories about it and then kirsten powers came back with the killing blow <laughs> Um, and, um, and, and she put it in the tightest little nutshell with a pretty little bow on it and a little tiny card and a grain of rice with your name written on it. Um, and <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but Kirsten Powers, she oh. did it. She was amazing. She's so awesome. CNN, give her her own show. She has impressed the shit out of me a few times recently, and this is no exception to that. But with Melania Trump, because she does use her wardrobe... Sorry, it starts with Dana Bash, but finishes with uh, Kirsten. ...so often to send messages not as blatant as this that were actually scroll, you know, written in, uh, in, in, in paint on the back of a jacket, but things like the pussy bow after the Access Hollywood tape came out, or the big white hat, or the white outfit uh, around the Me Too movement, movement. She was sending a message, and she was wearing it in Washington, uh, with her back turned towards Washington. So my sense is that she was trying to oh, send a message God. to somebody in washington and it backfired but grow up i mean i'm sorry how old is she I, I, this is like high school stuff we're talking about we were just listening earlier to children crying and sobbing for their you're parents a, you're absolutely and, and right. she's like a teenager literally like this is something a teenager would do although honestly a teenager that was a child of a president would not do this typically so she needs to grow up if that's what she's doing and she needs to talk to her husband and work things out because people are going to see this around the world i mean how does this feel to people who are watching this and you know seeing this and they've been separated from their children and this is what she thinks is the most important thing in jesus name boogity, yes. boogity, boogity, amen. hey melanie you want to go to hot topic this weekend <laughs> no hot topic is the best i'm glad she talked about teenagers because i i don't remember Malia Obama ever doing something this stupid. No. Nope. Of course or she would. Sasha. She had style in class. Or Chelsea Clinton. Thank you, Suze. Or, or Chelsea. Well, but then the Bush daughters did go on that little drunken brawl and had. Yeah, but they didn't wear shirts. Yeah, they didn't offend anybody. And then Laura Bush <laughs> killed somebody. Laura Bush killed somebody. Well, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. But there's something to be said. I, I wear shirts that are political in nature. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I, I'm not I don't want to assume that you guys do, but I do wear shirts that are political in nature. But, you know, I'm not going to wear a shirt that says, fuck Trump, to church. But would you wear, would you wear a shirt that says... <laughs> No, you did Would you not. wear a shirt that says "Turn <laughs> no, up the night"? Yeah. Would you wear a shirt that says "Turn up the night"? I really hate Trump. Do you? Yeah. Well, but, I, I might, so, but yeah. 
I'm sorry, Susan called me. Susan called me out on this drop. I gotta play. That's it. right. I forgot. Laura Bush killed a guy. Yes, she did. Laura Bush killed a guy. Laura Bush killed a guy. And she's well, come on in. Still dead. <laughs> well, come on in. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, Laura Bush. I'm sorry, Pickles. Woman, if you want to make a point, a political point, you have a voice. Use it. Don't yeah. wear some fucking thirty. Sorry, I cursed. I think that was my first time tonight. Don't put a nickel in the swear some- jar. <laughs> don't wear some thirty-nine dollar jacket that hasn't been for sale for two years <laughs> to get off Air Force. I don't know if it's one, two, or three when the first lady wears it or rides on it to, to send a <laughs> message to the media. Grow the fuck up. You are yeah. married to the president of the United States of America. Yeah. If you have a problem about him, speak out. If you've got a problem with the media, good, speak out. Otherwise, you're an asshole. Yeah. yeah it's childish. And Melania too. Trump looks like an asshole. Oh yeah. She's just uh, Sorry, she's trying. Yeah. She's just trying to, you know, uh, egg a son. But it's, it's not. It's not classy. I mean, can you imagine Lady Diana? No. Going to talk to people in in uh-huh. dire situations, wearing a shirt that says "I don't care." That's stupid. That's a that's a really good point. Yeah. They were kind of a, Lady Diana. A she met with AIDS and babies. Uh, he was yeah lead on like uh, egg on egg on. Yeah, she and did go to see AIDS from babies. Barbara Bush. All of all of our first ladies, they're grown women. Why are you wearing something that's aimed at? somebody who's 25 years old and yeah. younger. I, I, yeah, I just want to say, if you feeling like an angsty teenager, Melanie, that ship sailed a long time ago. <laughs> she is not punk, Long man. time She's ago. not punk at all. So not punk. Oh my god, the Trumps <laughs> are so not punk. Now, I do <laughs> I do have a joke. I I, we're going we're gonna to end this right now with a, a joke that I'm stealing that I saw on the internet last night. Is that um, you know how you can tell Melania Trump is a Trump by marriage only? <laughs> a real Trump would have had the coat painted in Spanish. What? Yeah. Yeah. A real Trump True. would have had the message painted in Spanish. True. Oh, okay. See, I got that. see, it's kind of deep. It's 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 got a l- couple levels to it. Yeah, but it does. Um, Just you know, a few minutes. But yeah. when it sinks in, yeah. So, um, to make sure that the brown people got the message. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, yeah, we got we got to hit the break. It's time for the green news report. Uh, we'll we'll continue this talk a little bit uh, when we come back. Uh, we'll we'll do uh, name calling birthdays if they're if you got them let us know Rain will give give shout outs to everybody and uh, we'll uh, take listener calls until the top of the hour until Rain has to go see her sis and can I talk about sociopaths you can talk about sociopaths yes. in hour three Yay. so oh I'm gonna miss it you got, <laughs> well we'll see what happens you can listen to the podcast um, anyway. Uh, Green News Report. We gotta run to it. We'll be right back. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com 
It's Thursday, June 21, 2018. They called it a public relations nightmare, if released. Blocked water study finally released reveals widespread chemical contamination. Most of the food crops that we consume showed these nutrient reductions. Increased carbon dioxide in the atmosphere reduces the nutritional value of food. Plus... The Earth is warmer in 1988 than at any time in the history of instrumental measurements. It's been 30 years since Dr. James Hansen first warned Congress about climate change. 30 years and counting. All of those stories and more straight ahead from Bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Scott Pruitt is trying to protect you from finding out water is bad. If it is, which it's not, because what study? (laughs) This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, they've been hiding this study for a long, long time for some reason, and then they decided this week, with everything that's going on in the country, would be the week they release it. I guess. Yeah, that widespread water contamination study had been blocked from public release by the Trump administration out of fear that it would cause, quote, a public relations nightmare. And for good reason. The Centers for Disease Control quietly published that study online on Wednesday, and it is not good. As predicted, the study shows dangerous toxic chemicals known as PFOA and PFAS used in nonstick pans and other consumer products are widespread in public water systems and military bases around the country, and the study found those chemicals are far more harmful at far lower levels than previously thought. The study recommends that the Environmental Protection Agency set the safe threshold for these chemicals up to 10 times lower than they are currently. So when they were originally blocking this report, they said it would be a public relations nightmare, but they're releasing it on one of the craziest, busiest uh, uh, news weeks, and that's saying quite a bit that we've seen in a long time. So will anybody actually notice this study? Um, probably not. And it's also highly unlikely that any action will be taken by the Trump EPA to address any toxic chemicals in the U.S. water supply. Well, that part goes without saying. Well, this week, the EPA faced a court-ordered deadline to propose new standards for chemical spills from industrial facilities. That was in the wake of a toxic coal ash spill into a West Virginia river back in 2014. The EPA on Wednesday published that regulatory proposal to regulate those chemicals and concluded that no new rules are needed. (laughs) Of course they did. And President Trump this week rescinded President Obama's protections for the oceans and the Great Lakes that were put in place in the wake of the catastrophic 2010 BP oil disaster in the Gulf of Mexico. Trump's new executive order instead orders offshore oil and gas drilling to be prioritized and calls for more industrial development in and around the oceans and the Great Lakes. He's calling for more industrial development around these precious resources. Indeed, he is. Okay. Meanwhile, a disturbing first-of-its-kind study has troubling long-term implications for the global food supply. Published in the journal Nature, it finds that rising carbon dioxide emissions appear to reduce the nutritional value of food crops. 
More CO2 does make plants grow bigger, but it turns out that too much CO2 is like junk food for plants, increasing production of simple carbohydrates at the expense of essential nutrients like protein, zinc, iron, and vitamins in staple food crops like rice, corn, and wheat, which are primary food sources for billions of people around the world. So those global warming deniers who said that, well, even if the globe is warming, this will be good because we'll grow more food, plants need carbon dioxide. Even if they are right about that aspect, they are wrong that somehow this makes everything better. That's correct. Finally, June 23rd marks the 30th anniversary of the day that NASA scientist Dr. James Hansen first testified to Congress that rising CO2 emissions from the burning of fossil fuels was triggering dangerous global warming. Here's Dr. Hansen's original testimony back in 1988. Our computer climate simulations indicate that the greenhouse effect is already large enough to begin to affect the probability of extreme events such as summer heat waves. Altogether, this evidence represents a very strong case, in my opinion, that the greenhouse effect has been detected and it is changing our climate now. 30 years and millions of dollars in fossil fuel industry-funded denial propaganda later, all of Hansen's predictions in 1988 have proven roughly accurate. In an interview with AP this week, Dr. Hansen said that he wishes he had been wrong. While some actions have been taken and the transition to renewable energy is gaining momentum globally, 30 years later, global warming's impacts are no longer in the future. They are now. For much more on all of those reports and the ones we couldn't get to, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report. The more you ignore me, the closer I get. You're wasting your time The more you This is Indie Media Weekly Extraterrestrial Radio All the power without the tower This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky. We can and shoot children. They are not good for the America. Yes. <laughs> Wait, wait, what was that again, <laughs> Melanie? What, what did she say there? She said... Uh, we can and shoot the children. They're not good for the America. They're not good for the America. Okay. All right. Uh, welcome back to the program. Of course, the Sue's sitting in with us uh, tonight uh, for Bobber. Thank you, Sue's. Hello. I'm here for you. Excellent. And uh, Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. Uh, you out of that tunnel yet, buddy? No, he's still in. Joe. Hello. Hello. <laughs> tunnel Road. He's in the tunnel. I think he's in the tunnel. Tunnel. Maybe he's in that time tunnel. Uh, so anyway, we'll he's wait not for my basement. We'll wait for him to come back. But Rain, uh, welcome back. Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington D.C. Are you ready to do some name calling? I am. 
All right. I love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's rain from fourfreedomsblog.com. Excellent. She's never failed me before. Honey, you got to give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You want to mess around? Here comes the rain again. The greatest source of energy known to womankind. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There you go. Biscuits. Are they buttered biscuits? You got any biscuits for sale in there? <laughs> so tonight in the chat room, we have Adam Hebert. We have Clinster. We have Heather. We have Jay Colley. We have Kat. We have Kenny Pick. We have Ken Sr. Hi, Dad. Uh, we have Cool Black Dude. Hi, Joe. We have Liv on Long Island. Hi, Liv. We have Marnus. Meow Goodness. Uh, Michelle in South Florida. I'm assuming. Oh, there's Miles. He's here too. He's Yay. actually really here. Right. Um, Biscuit. <laughs> we have Moon Mary, a president. We have myself. We have Sandy and Sandy and Durwood. We have Scooter Cans. We have Theo. We have Tim Coromel and Trojan Rabbit. I don't think I missed anybody. I hope uh, I, I think that's pretty good. I think you done good. So. Yeehaw! I just I need to know what you offer in the way of biscuits. Like, is it buttermilk or do you have cheddar biscuits, garlic biscuits, maybe some rosemary? Just I just need to know what kind of biscuits you offer at your establishment. There you go. Yeah. If you listen real close, you can hear a little chuckle from Adam Hebert at the very end of that. <laughs> Brianna, uh, Brianna Palencia. Uh, interview clip uh yeah so joe you're back uh, it, it, yeah did you have <laughs> was sharky on the loose <laughs> sharky <laughs> i won't no it was actually pj he had pj a, we have this we have this double ring chew toy for them okay yeah one of them <laughs> one of the rings was in his mouth the other one was wrapped around his leg <laughs> and he was wondering why he couldn't run with it. <laughs> oh, PJ, seems, PJ seems really smart. Uh, yeah, well. Well, <laughs> I'm just glad you got to him before he chewed his leg off. <laughs> that was next. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't figure it out. That's oh, sorry, doing. that's dark. That's dark. Yeah, I went it is, but I've dark. seen it happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, oh, yeah. you've been around dogs long enough. Um, oh, yeah. And um, also, uh, do do we have any birthdays? Has anybody mentioned any any birthdays out there, Rain? Oh, oh Beilua. Beilua says, "Hey, you skip me." Beilua, Beilua, Beilua. I said your name I'm a whole sorry, bunch. Sorry, Beilua. Right. I'm sorry. We'll play him. Uh, well, uh, you know what? Here to make it up uh, to Beilua, we'll play him. Um, my favorite. The made from scratch fried bologna and Velveeta biscuit. New at Hardee's. New at Hardee's. Also, now with our famous hot gravy. Thanks. Fast food gay. That guy really does all the commercials. Computer. That guy does all the voiceover commercials. I want that gig, man. I want to say now with our famous hot gravy. Come on. Seriously, so, get an agent. Yeah, I should. Uh, so anyway, just, uh, just not eighty six. Yeah. So yeah, I guess we. I, I don't think. Um, uh, In case you all can hear the background noise, I think my sister arrived. Oh, okay. Well, oh, welcome. That's how you refer to your sister as background noise? Well, oh. no, because you don't. <laughs> <laughs> can I talk to her? God damn it, Joe. 
Does she feel safe with you? <laughs> no, the dogs. Do you hear the dogs? They're so excited. My cats are looking at me like I'm insane. <laughs> All our cats are in the room because we're both in the room and they're like I'm gonna mute. I'm gonna mute. This is getting worse. It's all right. It's not that loud. It's not that loud. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, I don't think there's any birthdays. So um, we can uh, go straight to open phones 330-536-1466 or 330-CAN, the number one, goo. Can one goo. Can one goo. It's like Mugu Gai Pan Goo. Ken Wan Goo. Ken Wan Goo? Ken Wan Goo should be my Chinese restaurant if I ever open it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so. Ken Wan Goo. Yeah. Um, it, it does kind of sound like a, you know, I'm not trying to be a bigot or a weirdo or anything, but it kind of does sound like it could be because, you know, uh, Chinese restaurants have the best names. Um and uh, oh look at that we got uh, we got our first call of the evening right now and uh, well, I think it's a uh, Trojan Rabbit on the line with us. What's up, Paul? Oh, not much. <laughs> uh, yes, I just wanted to announce that uh, we're celebrating our thirty-fifth anniversary on Monday night. Ooh. Oh, well, happy I got something. I got something for you for that. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, oh, Richard, oh, 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 kind of went out of the room. Yeah, the cats like have their ears back and they're like, what the fuck is he doing? I don't like that. So. <laughs> they all just put their ears back. <laughs> Happy I'll anniversary. Stop. That's amazing. Yeah, 35 years. Congratulations. So, that's that's fantastic. So what that means is there won't be a live show on, on Monday, obviously. Um, okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to load up an anniversary show I did a couple of years ago. So what's going to be is the first half of the show will be songs with love in the title, and the second half will be songs that were on the charts on the day we got married. So, oh, okay. Be a fun show. Nice. So you know thirty-five what, years. You are a romantic. So nineteen eighty-three. Is that right? Nineteen eighty-three. Wow, that's impressive. Some good music came out in 1983 too. Some real good music came out in '83. Yeah. So I was looking at the playlist. It's not that bad. So yeah, I might, that w- I might be listening to it on the way home from dinner. But uh, any any yeah, any standout songs from from long ride. yeah any standouts from '83 you want to uh, uh, you can tease? Well, unfortunately, I don't have the playlist in front of me. Uh, that's all right. Uh, that's on that's the okay. other computer. That's so, all right. Not a problem. So uh, I decided I curl up with a cat on the couch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Actually, they're they're having a staring match. They're not happy. No. Because <laughs> my cat 
my cat is sitting on the floor looking at my wife's cat who's decided to usurp me. Mm. Having a little staring match. (laughs) Susan and I, actually, we have our own cats, too. The doctor belongs to Susan, pretty much. And Timmy belongs to me. But he loves everybody. And then Jeliza Rose, she's kind of like the intermediary. She thinks everybody's a cat in the house. She treats humans and cats equally, (laughs) which is really kind of cool. She's kind of a squirrel cat. Yeah, kind of. But uh, I I used to have one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So my my older cat used to be the uh, the one who just watched the the two females fight, and he just. uh, sit there and take it in and say yeah yeah go ahead fight i like it (laughs) (laughs) he's like whoa cat fight wait sir sir did you realize you are a cat so (laughs) i'm sorry i don't know if anybody's ever seen that meme but there's a a, there's a meme (laughs) of somebody holding a microphone in front of a cat's face and and it says sir are you aware that you're a cat in the next and it has a second picture where he looks up and he looks kind of stunned. So, <laughs> it's pretty funny. I'll, I'll find that. I'll find that and I'll send it to you, Paul. I'll put it in the chat room for everybody. Yeah. Um, so, okay. yeah. Any Anything else going on with you? I'm sure you're pretty happy with the Trump cult these days. Oh, yeah. Um, is there going to any, be anything about the uh, contingent of uh, Congress critters going to Russia for the 4th of July? Yeah, oh, I heard about Jesus. that. That's insane. Did you also yeah. hear about John Bolton going I mean, there, too? I mean, at first I would think there might have been World Cup, but, you know, the U.S. isn't in the World Cup, and, uh, you know, so they're going to they're gonna have some little private meetings with their, uh, with their bosses, you know? Yeah, this is messed up. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, yeah. So I, 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 was one, I, was, I made a very, very nasty comment on another message board, I was surprised I wasn't uh, kicked off for it. I sort of asked, would the uh, plane crash happen before or after the uh, the trip? Oh, that is that is. I'm sorry, you got it. We we got a double double buzzer. <laughs> um, I'm sure that plane will be in uh, tip top shape. We call it sometimes tippy top shape. So, yeah. It'll soar like so are the eagle. Are these people that are going? Are they are they Republicans? Yes, Do we all know Republicans. They oh are? yeah, yes. Oh, I mean, come on. Did you really have to ask that question, Rain? <laughs> I'm just trying to be fair. Yeah, we're not fair and balanced here. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if they're all senators or if there's some senators and some. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm more know. bothered that Bolton is going over to Europe and he's going to meet with Putin. Oh, oh, you know, uh, no, fin- finish your thought on this, but I, I, I got I got something I want to mention while uh, you're on, Paul. I, like I said, I just, I, just uh, I know the Senate is going down, but I assume there's also some uh, House members, but, uh, yeah, I, I just find it, you know, rather disgusting that they're going to be there for the 4th of July when they... They're just doing it out you know, in the open, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, uh, actually, I'll tell you what, Paul. We got another call coming in right now. So, uh, but thanks for calling and happy anniversary. And we'll we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Good night, all. All right. Happy anniversary. All right. Give us a call next week. 
Will do. All right. Bye-bye. So, uh, all right. We have uh, 269 area code on the line. Who is this? Where are you calling from? This is Heather. Oh, hi, Um, Heather. Hi. Um, It's me from the chat room. Yeah. Um, God, that coat. Oh, Oh, yeah. It's nuts. God. Tone deaf. Feckless. Mm hmm. But, you know. Well, she's a feckless woman in in a feckless country. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But yeah, I kind of, I was, oh, I was not surprised by it, but oh my God. How can you be surprised anymore? It's like, you know, I I, I say to myself, and I've put comments out there too, it's like, you know, if, if you think what they did today was stupid, just wait a minute. You know? Exactly. <laughs> and then so, something else that mm-hmm. bothers me is what's happening to some of those kids. Oh, God, yeah. Um, there was something, there's something going on, I think it's somewhere in Texas. It's called Shenandoah, I don't know oh, the name of Virginia. it exactly. That's okay. Virginia. <laughs> well, either way, yeah. Um, it just I. Oh my God, that drives me nuts. And I have a friend who lives in Michigan. She's on her honeymoon, and she's wanting to foster one of these kids. And I just told her, help when you can. Do mm-hmm. you know? Help when you can. Help where you can, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But yeah. I just hope that if she does, that it ends up being something that she and her husband can do. That's that, great I mean, that I she's just, doing that. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad she is, too. I I give... Oh. I mean, and that's I give a prop. Yeah, the world needs more kinds of, kind of, kinds of people like her because, you know, it's just so ugly and so dark right now with what's going on. And just so so dismissive for for human life, just because you know, I, I mean, I agree. No human is illegal. I, I love that you know that that you know that motto that people use. No human is illegal. And this arbitrary notion of borders. Yes, I understand that we need con- we need uh, our country needs laws and, and rules and regulations to to keep things running smoothly. But these people aren't killers. They're children and families. They're, it's mostly women yeah. and children, you know? And yeah. and it's so despicable. And, you know, and, and just, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm speechless about it. But, yeah, the well, world needs more, well, more people like well, your know. friend. Yeah. Oh, and another thing. Oh, sorry. No, I, posted, no. I posted something on you guys' page that was done. There was a protest where I am locally um, I had the lady who spoke on in that as a teacher at one point when I went to Lake Michigan College and I learned so much about her from this administration than I knew when I took that class yeah it I'm Plummet, to say the least. But you know, I just wanted to call and say hi. So 
We appreciate oh it. Have a nice day, you guys. You too. You too. It's nice to hear your voice, Heather. It really is. I I really loved what you said on the chat for the past few weeks, and it's really really nice to hear your voice. Okay, thanks. Talk <laughs> to you right. guys soon. Hey, have a great Bye. weekend. Okay. You too. All right. Bye bye. So, um, all right. That was awesome uh, hearing from Heather. I got. Uh, I, I won't have to ask who she is the next time she calls in mm. because I saved her number to reflect uh, who she is. So that's good. Good job. Spring, spring, not wait a minute. The Supreme Court said you have to have a, a warrant for that now. Oh, <laughs> See there, Joe with the funny. There you go. <laughs> well. Uh, just, just look at me as your legal counsel. There you go. Okay, well, I don't think yeah. we have any... We don't have time for more calls, but I, I got something. Uh, we, um, I mentioned on this show a um, week and a half ago, two weeks ago, and it turns out I was... Take it away, Victoria Jackson. Prescient. That's right. Kenny Pick was prescient, all y'all, because it looks like Roseanne's coming back without Roseanne, and it's going to be called The Connors. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, I'm into in that. Amen. Yeah, they're. Uh, I guess they're killing her off. <laughs> maybe she went to prison no. for tax evasion or something. That'd okay. be great. I, I was gonna say maybe she died from oxycodone. Oh. Oh, yeah, or her meth lab blew yeah, up. I went darker Ooh. than Zeus. So <laughs> maybe Zeus. maybe her meth lab blew up. Mm. So. Uh, wow. But yeah, I don't know how they're gonna do it. But they they've renewed the well, not renewed it. But basically, they the uh, what is ABC? Win, right? Was it ABC? I don't know what they're gonna do. I, I don't know what they're gonna do with her character or not. But the Connors is coming back, and they said with an unexpected turn of events, you know, the Connors must face life without Roseanne or something like that. <laughs> you know, how hilarious is it that? Everybody's like, finally, there's a show that reflects the values of, of, of Trump supporters, and the one character on the show who's the Trump supporter gets fired for being a racist. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, that's kind of brilliant. Love it. Um, so, and, and not only that, but uh, another interesting thing, um, uh, Corey Lewandowski uh, apparently, he uh, got dumped from a speech. Uh, sir, they dropped him from uh, uh, speaking uh, engagements from this uh, like high. I don't even know the name of the company. I don't really care. But yeah, Corey Lewandowski lost a very high-paying job doing giving speeches. Wow. I read from an agency that is the guy, the agency that goes out and says, "Hi, we're gonna just give you this, this, this." Yeah, it's an agency. Yeah, it's like, an, exactly. It's an agency, so Corey Lewandowski. Well, well, I read him. They dropped him. They dropped him, and you know, I I think maybe they should actually drop him from a very high building and maybe do it repeatedly to make sure it <laughs> sticks. So, see, I can go dark too, <laughs> uh, and also let them eat cake. Um, womp. <laughs> womp 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 womp. I read him. Yeah, he'll, he'll his body will go womp womp if they drop him from that building. So womp, I read him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So anyway, well, I'll tell you what, Rain. Uh, I knew you gotta go. Uh, thank you. I'm out. Thank did you, you to hear ha- my nephew out in the backyard. I did Aww. not. That's adorable, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe yeah, he's nine. Maybe you'll hear it in the rebroadcast. But yeah, I love you guys. I gotta go. Okay. 
have a great have weekend. A we'll talk to you uh, next Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday, definitely. Okay. All right. Nighty Bye. night, Rain. Bye-bye. Bye. So, uh, all right, uh, Suze, Joe, we're going to go ahead and hit the break a little bit early and uh, come back. Uh, well, well, actually, this is really, totally, we should be taking a break at 27.57 every yeah. every hour. That's how it should happen. Because, yeah. um, you know, it's about six minutes to take care of business. Now it's 58. Now I keep yakking about what I should do. This is all inside baseball, and I should shut my mouth. And just go to break because people really don't care about this. I don't know why I just keep going on and on and on about this. It doesn't make any sense. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig. It gave the Americans more motivation to see what we can do with our country. IndieMediaWeekly.com Worldwide. Okay. Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And, uh, you know, Melania Trump has a message uh, about us on the show. They are not good for the America. Oh, neither is your goddamn coat, lady. Um, and, of course, Joe Santorsis, Grant, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, joining me, uh, as always, on the program. Welcome back, sir. Yeah, I just been reading up on that Laura Bush accident. You know, she killed a man just to watch him die. Oh, no. <laughs> she was young. She she didn't know what she was doing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. but anyway, she Great did song. kill a guy. Uh, <laughs> Susan, uh, she's not here to uh, defend herself uh, right now, but Susan also killed a guy. Um, but I can't go just into that Just to watch right him now. guy die? So, uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The Suze, the Suze is back. Uh, she, she was getting a refreshment. She's not used to our break schedule here. I got a drink. I'm a jerk. That's all right. You're not a jerk. It's okay. You're a drinky jerk. I wanted to get a drink. There you go. Uh, all right. Well, Suze, uh, in Cleavesburg, Ohio, Studio SB, also from Resistor Sisters and various other projects that we work on around here, including a new garage that we just got a quote on. 
And the, the TV sound. Yes. On oh, Thursdays. The TV sound Thursdays from 8 to 10 p.m. <laughs> Eastern, <laughs> which desperately needs promos. It'll happen <laughs> one of these days. So, uh, but yeah, so uh, so welcome back, everybody. Um, I want to I wanna get to, uh, we, we have some uh, scripts and scraps of audio that uh, I want to get to. Um, and um, uh, we, uh, let me see. This one um, is kind of a continuation of the endless propaganda from Fox and Friends. Um, and uh, this is what Brian Kilmeade said on Fox and Friends this morning about why we shouldn't care about the kids in the uh, uh, Trump... De- what, what, what Rain said we should call them, what, not detention centers, but um, uh, internment camps. But yeah, this is this is literally what now Brian Kilmeade uh, confirmed white nationalist at this point. But if you support Trump, you're a white nationalist. I mean, it goes without saying. This is what he said today. We just can't let everybody in that wants to be here. And this is these are not like it or not. These aren't our kids. Show them compassion. But it's not like he's doing this to the people of Idaho or uh, or um, or, uh, or uh, Texas. Uh, these are people from <laughs> another country. Mm-hmm. And now people are saying that they're more important than people in our country who are paying taxes who have needs as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's saying that. <laughs> Nobody. Not one person has said that american lives are less important than than these kids i mean it's it's always joe it's always such a stark black and white either or you know it's like yeah either you're for what trump is doing or you're for open borders <laughs> yeah uh, trump trump and his followers well his followers don't think so let's put no. that aside. well yeah they're kind of like you know okay slugs but Trump looks at everything as a zero-sum game. Mm-hmm. There can only be one outcome. Somebody wins, somebody loses. That's it. There can never be a compromise. There can never be an in-between. There, nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's the way he's looking at this. You know, it's either our kids or their kids. Yeah, us or them. Uh-huh. So, and, 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 and that little dog and pony show he pulled off today... You know, exploiting the victims of violent crime for his own purposes that he mm-hmm. could care less about. You know, exemplifies just the way he looks at life. It's doctor, a zero-sum game. The doctor wanted to chime in on that, so <laughs> he said, "Trump's a jerk. I hate it." So, Suze, what do you th- what do you think about that? I mean, it, literally, nobody is saying that uh, these kids are more important than American kids. No, I just I just think. Um like I was talking to you earlier that there's a certain sociopathic tendency towards Trump and his followers. This is true. And they don't have empathy. And that's one of the things that sociopaths do. They don't understand empathy. They don't understand... Well, really, they're enjoying the pain of some the other, you know? Mm-hmm. And they, they just don't want to admit that. They know it's not right to admit it. But they, they do enjoy it. And... There's just so many things that he's he does that sociopaths do, which you know I can talk about if you if you want me to. Yeah, go for it. Um, the first thing is disregarding laws and social mores. Um, you know he he had tons of the, when he was in the campaign there were he had business agreements and contracts with people and went back on them and didn't pay them. Mm-hmm. And th- that was a big red flag for me. It made me sick, you know. 
but that's something he does. Um, failing to acknowledge the rights of others. Right now, that's what we're talking about on the border. You know, like, don't these people deserve to seek asylum and not be murdered? Exactly. Um, inability to feel remorse or guilt. Obviously. Um, they do just say displaying a tendency for violent behavior. I don't think he's got a violent um, uh, history at all. Well, he has a he has a history of uh, uh, inciting violence. Yeah, well, definitely inciting violence and encouraging, other people. yeah, encouraging, encouraging yeah. violence it, because you know he's he's too weak to do it himself or too scared or whatever, too concerned about his own self preservation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's but, a good point. Like, a sociopath is something that like you might not notice it because they're very good at pretending. That they're human. <laughs> I mean, they're not—they're not always horrible people, and they do are make good CEOs because they can make hard decisions. Mm-hmm. But they compulsively lie, which he does all the time. They appear to think highly of oneself, which he's always saying wonderful things about himself. You know, easily offended. Bingo. Bingo constantly. Incapable of holding a job or remaining in one place too long. That's why he's filed bankruptcy so many times. And why he 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 was everywhere. Joe, do you remember he would pop up anywhere in the eighties just to make a buck? A McDonald's commercial. He'd make a board game. Show up in some B movie or or, or mm-hmm. low budget TV show or something like that. Most recently, most recently when he was in Singapore. He wanted to move up the meeting a day earlier because he was bored and wanted to go home. See? Yeah, and that's that's another thing. Like, um, uh, let's see. Um, they they get easily bored. Spontaneous yeah. tends crimes tend to be disguised, disorganized, and spontaneous. Not plans planned. Enjoys and expects flattery. Um, <laughs> Whoa! Enjoys and expects flattery. Yeah. Uh, this is this is. So Trump through and through. I'm telling you, latches on to others, especially those who are emotionally vulnerable. Um, you know. Oh, um, oh, oh latching on to people who are emotionally vulnerable, uh, like his entire base. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> since they all think they, <laughs> since they all think they're victims and can't take credit, you know, can't uh, take blame for their own failures in life and have to blame creep you know uh, uh creepily blame um people that they don't even know for their problems yeah i mean this is not as as extreme as a psychopath that would you know be seen hurting small animals or whatever but mm-hmm. which is disturbing but you know uh, i mean it's still it, this is just someone that he's afraid of animals yeah well you, don't you remember that eagle oh, almost yeah. that, that that eagle almost got him <laughs> So, uh, adorable. Maybe we should just like get a whole bunch of eagles and let them go down on the, on the, <laughs> the White House and see what happens. You know, release the eagles. <laughs> <laughs> no. Unable to feel remorse or guilt. You know what I mean? Like it's just not a normal person. It's just not failing to acknowledge the rights of others all the time. He compulsive lying. Mm-hmm. Constantly, like, I mean, I just can't imagine if any other president, like, they would accidentally lie once and the press would go on. But he just lies so much. 
everyone's just confused. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. yeah. She's right, Joe. I mean, it's a sea of lies. And, you know, it, it, it literally, it gives me a headache. I get headaches from this shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's because you can't keep up with it. I mean, it's just, it, it comes too fast. Like, like, like that Kirsten, uh, whatever her hell. Powers. The. Uh, yeah, she lies lied so fast you couldn't you you couldn't oh. ca- you couldn't catch up. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were referring to Kirsten Powers we played earlier in the show. No, no, no you're no. talking about the the uh, DHS Homeland DHS, Security yeah. lady. Right. Yeah, she's right. awful. Yeah, but I mean that's typical of of the people he hangs around with. Mm-hmm. Steve Steve Miller. Uh, oh, he's yeah, he's know. just a Nazi. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. But he's a psychopath. Look, look at his eyes. I mean, he has no mm. soul. He has no. Yeah. There's nothing going on behind those. Nielsen eyes. is her last name. Thank you, Cat. Cat is our, our ever vigilant fact checker. Thank you. She is. She is like an encyclopedia <laughs> of, of horrible information. <laughs> Not saying you're horrible for it. I'm just saying you have a good memory for horrible people. <laughs> um. So and some good. She has a good memory for for oh, good yeah, things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she she's just got a Bible. She's she got a steel a Bible, trap. Uh, yeah, she got a steel trap class. mind. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, uh, I, I think again, Heather in the chat says, "I'm with Suze. Trump ain't normal. He's not right." So, <laughs> but you know, they can have charming. They can be charming and charismatic. That's why he got somewhere. That's why, you know, I mean, he's gotten somewhere. He, he does have somewhat of a magnet, magnetic personality. But like, like this says, I mean, this is straight out of Wikipedia. Sometimes they start cults, and Trump has started a cult. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, and Kat says, thanks so much. <laughs> I meant it as a compliment, Kat. But no, no, was, you, you, she, she's. Thank God you're here. Yeah, seriously. I mean, because it, you yeah. save us so much time from looking stuff up. Mm-hmm. It's it's an invaluable. You're an invaluable asset to the program. And nothing, nothing against left-handed people, but that wasn't no. left-handed. A left-handed compliment, as they say. Well, or backhanded compliment. <laughs> or backhanded yeah. compliment. Uh, Southpaw. I don't know. Uh, so uh, anyway, um, let's uh, let's do some cleanup work and get to some more of this audio because. Uh, I got a couple things that are that are kind of good, but oh no no no, let's listen to this one. Oh, uh, Rain, I'm sorry, Rain couldn't be here to listen to this, but um, yeah, everybody was talking in the chat room earlier about um, all the outrage, the tan suit, the Dijon mustard, the sleeveless dresses, you know, uh, with Michelle Obama. Um, you know, oh, they went after the Obama girls at one point. So the one one conservative went after them for the way they were dressed because one of uh, uh, I think Sasha was wearing uh, boots that she didn't approve of or something like that oh heavens the best where are my clutching pearls Um, pearls. remember the the Christmas ornament oh god remember the gifts they took to England you know I mean oh my god they took things from the White House gift shop I would Come on. You don't have to go shopping. Just get something from the White House gift shop. People are like, that's cheap. Give them an eagle. Give them their own eagle. Yeah, give them their own eagle. Everybody wants an eagle. (laughs) 
<laughs> give him, a, give him a, a C.S. Lewis Jr. Uh, CD. Don't mess around with God's America. <laughs> Bob Odenkirk, Mr. Show, C.S. Lewis Jr. Anyway, but yeah, you know, all that outrage that was going on. And now everybody in the Trump cult, Glenn Beck included, because he has joined Trump, the Trump cult now, after just, you know, uh, apparently, you know, he never had a soul to begin with. I think intellectually, he had um, enough uh, surviving brain cells from his cocaine years um, to to realize that Trump was bad for this country. Um, and uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking for the, the my... My Glenn Beck cocaine. Uh, <laughs> yes, because Glenn Beck doesn't like it when you uh, when you share your cocaine with monkeys. Is somebody wasting their cocaine on their monkeys? See, um, <laughs> I've never done cocaine. Don't. It's boring and stupid. So makes boring people more stupid. <laughs> so, uh, but this is Glenn Beck in 2010 uh, with Bill O'Reilly. Even Bill O'Reilly couldn't believe what he was saying. Um, Michelle Obama went down to tour one of the areas affected in Florida during the Deepwater Horizon oil spill, um, and he didn't approve of what she was wearing. I can't fucking believe this. The most Marie Antoinette I have ever seen of anything with Michelle Obama. Did you see the dress she was wearing while she went down and toured the oil spill? Did you see it? I did not. This is good stuff. Okay. It, she's, she looks like, who pulls this dress out of the closet and says, you know what, I think I'm going to go tour the oil. Because I can relate. It's a designer dress, all white, that has black splotches so you, you all over it. Oh, okay. Uh, all white dress with black splotches over it. I want to pause it there because it was a blouse. It wasn't a dress. She was wearing a blouse with pants. A white top with black uh, a black pattern on it, a black abstract pattern. And this is what Glenn Beck read into that. She was appropriately dressed for the oil spill. I think this is an outrage. This is like it's an, an outrage. outrage. Oh, it's a dress was an outrage. It's an outrage. Look at the dress. You guys, this is where I, I love you. This is what, Laura Ingram came on here last night and said that Michelle Obama's Whoosh. garden, garden is a left-wing plot. Now you're saying Michelle Obama's dress right is an outright. Of course you do. Of course. The garden is a left-wing plot. No, the dress is an outrage. You, you count how many things in that garden are red. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's all tomatoes Can I not have a carrot? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, maybe she was growing up for asshole Republicans like you, you dumb dick, and that's why it's red. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, seriously, that is a Marie Antoinette moment, Glenn Beck said in 2010, a mere eight years ago, because Michelle Obama dared to wear a white outfit he th- thought was a dress. Apparently mm-hmm. he doesn't understand what different articles of clothing are. <laughs> and it had a black uh, mottled pattern on it. And he said it was a Marie Antoinette moment, and it was an outrage. Okay, so conservatives, and I don't like doing the whataboutism thing, or they did it too thing. Okay, here's here's what they did. This is what Glenn Beck and other conservatives did, is they looked at what she was wearing. They whipped up this weird, conspiracy-minded uh, uh, you know, theory about colors and patterns about what message she was trying to send 
Well, all we had to do was read what Melania Trump had on her clothes. We literally read words they interpreted their feelings about colors and patterns. <laughs> mm. uh, I mean, where are they today, Joe? Uh, now they're, they're like, it's just... Hat. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, under, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just it's like, funny. it's just a jacket. Full Melania jacket. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Susan, what what do you think about that blatant hypocrisy? I just think it was a slow news week that week, and they were just making stuff up, fake news. We used to ha- <laughs> we used to have slow news news weeks. We used to have fake news. God damn it! Like Why? the terrorist fist bump. We just saw people. Like I just saw people give each other oh, the terrorist fist. Bump. And now, now, uh, Glenn Beck, actually, Joe, I don't know if you saw this. He's freaking out about uh, what is it? Time Magazine has the cover of Trump standing there with the mm-hmm. the little girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. and they're like, "How dare they pr- spread this propaganda?" And you know, oh my God, this is awful! How bad they're treating Trump. Okay, nobody has ever taken design or artistic liberties with magazine covers until this very day, ever. Oh yeah, remember the fist bump? Uh, uh, their terrorists, Michelle. New Obama. York, New Yorker. You're, do you remember that? The fist bump. Oh, they're terrorists. Look mm-hmm. at the fist bump. Oh yeah, they're good. And, the fist bump. And you know what conservatives did about that? They laughed. <laughs> They loved it. That was the one copy of the New Yorker they bought, and they put in a poly bag and you know, tucked under <laughs> yeah. their pillow and masturbate to at night. Um, so I'm sorry, that might have been too much. <laughs> uh, was no, it? Too- no, no, that was accurate. No, <laughs> Actually. it's stupid. No, it is too much. That <laughs> was yeah. spot on. Thank you, spot thank on. you. It was egg on. It was lead egg on. <laughs> Uh, why not? Why not, Melania? We'll, we'll play that again. They were kind of a, a boy was, talk. It was boy talk, what I was and, doing. And uh, yeah. he was lead on, uh-huh. uh, egg on. Uh-huh. Egg on, egg off. <laughs> the egger. Egg on, egg off. Egg on, egg off. <laughs> I'd like those eggs over medium with some toast, please. Okay. Thank yeah, you, we Melania. can do that. Uh, yeah, Melanie. Yes. Our server is Melanie tonight. <laughs> so... <laughs> Alright, I am Melania, your server tonight. What do you think Tips. about over? What do you think about over medium eggs, Melanie? They are not good for the America. <laughs> oh, oh damn, damn it! <laughs> All right, then I'll have and oatmeal. Give me tips in rice, rice, rice marks. Rice marks. Yes. Um, he couldn't even say Nazi. He would say no, 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 but hey, Melanie, uh, eggs are kind of like the children of the chicken world. We can and shoot the children. <laughs> wow. Shoot them. Really setting things up there. Wow. Melanie, our server at Denny's. <laughs> um, I left her two Reichstags. <laughs> yeah. I left her a couple discount coupons for Botox uh, as a tip. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I left I, le- I left her a, a coupon for Zara. <laughs> Get yourself a Nazi purse. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So that's her. Susan laughed so hard I she punched did. her microphone. I just punched my microphone. So. <laughs> Get I yourself a I Nazi punched shirt. mine in solidarity. That was our terrorist fist bump mm, through the microphone. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Uh, finishing cleanup work here. Thank you, everybody, for the Mad Libs. Uh, we're we're going to do a couple Mad Libs when we come back. But I think I have one more audio clip I want to get to. Oh, yeah, here it is. uh, uh, Have either of you heard about the new Tom Arnold series that uh, Viceland is going to be playing? Oh, yeah. 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 It's called The Trump Tapes with Tom Arnold. In fact, if anybody's interested, after the show is over, and only after, and uh, the last word with with, uh, O'Donnell, Mm -hmm. uh, they're going (laughs) to... They're going to have Tom Arnold on, and he's going to talk about it. Well, he was on with Nicole Wallace uh, today. Yes, he was. As yes. well. And I I saw this as soon as I got home. I was like, got to get a little bit of this. Got to get a little bit of this. And Tom Arnold uh, came out. And, and how awesome is it that Roseanne is the one that's unemployable now, and <laughs> Tom Arnold is the one with the, <laughs> with the steady job? <laughs> Isn't that... <laughs> oh, wait. I think we need to call in uh, uh, Corey Lewandowski for for that okay. uh, where's my where's my womp womp who got my womp womp mm-hmm. there it is womp, womp. I read it oh poor Roseanne uh. um, so many unemployable Trump cultists it's crazy but yeah Tom Arnold was on it was I don't know if anybody saw the picture but he tweeted out a picture of himself with Trump's attorney Michael Cohen looking all happy and he tweeted out it says I love New York Mm-hmm. And social media was on fire over this picture because Cohen, as we all know, is probably doing everything in his power to save his ass. We've been hearing it from multiple multiple outlets. Uh, now he's working with Tom Arnold apparently, mm-hmm. and he's pretty. Tom Arnold is kind of tight lipped. He seems very excited and hyper too. So. This clip goes really fast. It's only a minute long, but he kind of describes what Cohen's motivation is right now, and I think it's absolutely fucking beautiful. Mike Cohen's doing his best, so he's running, 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 and then he got just hit over his head, and darn it, he, he, he went to work and didn't even, he missed, his whole family missed him. And now, Donald Trump's like, are you about, who's Michael Cohen? What? He's not my lawyer? I don't know that guy. He's a nice guy. You know, he's so full of it. Finally, he realized it, and his wife helped him realize it. He's like, oh my God, well, I gotta take care of my family, because this guy is the worst. And so he's taking care of his whole family. But does that include flipping? Did he tell you he was gonna flip? What do you, what do you mean flipping? The, the, is he gonna cooperate with prosecutors? He's in a lot of trouble. He could yes, be facing he, jail. Did, you, did he say anything that made you think he was gonna cooperate with prosecutors? Uh, he's gonna do, here's what I, uh, here's what I know. He's going to take care of his family, mm-hmm. his country, the uh, uh, us, the rest of us Jews. <laughs> and, uh, Donald Trump is not. He's done. Donald. He knows that Donald Trump. Donald Trump does not care about him. He does not care about his family, and it's over. He does also doesn't want me. He doesn't want to be harassed by Donald Trump because he is the president of the United States still, and he probably has a bunch of dudes. But the Michael Cohen is going to take care of his family and his country first. That's all you need to know. Think about that. Oh, think about uh, that. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, can, I, can I make an observation, though? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- Tom Arnold, cut back on the coke. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, he I is mean, hanging really. out with Cohen. 
So you yeah, know. <laughs> do one line instead of two before you go on the show. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I kind of had the same Jesus. feeling. Uh, yeah, uh, it, he does sound he does sound like he's a little uh, hyper. He sounds very nasally too. So I guess we should we should be asking we should be asking him a question. Are you on cocaine, son? So uh, <laughs> yeah, just, just cut back. You don't have to give it up. You know, yeah, ease off before you go on shows. You know. So we'll see what happens. He, well, he is on Vice. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to have a Vice to be on Vice Land, I would assume. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Suze, that could, that could be a, a key turning point with, um, Michael Cohen. You know, he, he wants to save his ass. He could hand over a lot of really damning stuff on, on Trump. Oh, we can only dream. Maybe he'll give the taxes. Don't, aren't things going to happen soon? I keep hoping. Like, I just, I think things are turning around. I'm, I'm like, it, it's all coming down, Matt. Feeling really good about yeah. the future, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, th- I think Russian, we're going to find out some stuff. Well, you know, in the past, in the past, I've felt really good about the future uh, with, you know, Trump going down. But it usually ends like this. I'm feeling really good about the future, you know? Like, all of this is off. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, 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 there's a you know, there's always tomorrow for dreams to come true. Yep. <laughs> Believe in yourself. Susan and I are always singing together. So this is I'm this just is a like, treat. I, I don't know why. Like that. That's from Rudolph. I was singing that the mm. other day in the car. I was like, it's not Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, you know. I don't think so. Uh, (laughs) Doesn't Uh, have to be Christmas to have the Christmas spirit. It doesn't. But, you know, we're we're still waging the war on Christmas, so I don't want that word to ever be said. Well, I love all that Rankin and Bass. Oh, yeah. Such great stuff. Well, that's that. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, all right. Let's go ahead and uh, hit the break. Let's, uh, uh, Joe, any any particular song you might want to hear? Um on this break Sue's any particular song um shucks oh shucks is, is that a song shucks well, here here I, okay you guys don't have any ideas I'll, I'll go ahead and play NRA by uh Rick uh, um there you go since I licensed that Rick Tell NRA we'll go ahead and play that <laughs> I was so. gonna ask you for Joan Armor trading but I guess that's too far. Well, no, I mean <laughs> we can't do that. So uh, I love it when anyway. you call me name. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's go ahead and uh, hit the break. When we come back, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll do uh, some wrap up stuff and then get ready for a couple uh, Mad Libs uh, and of course Resistor Sisters, uh, the season finale, episode twenty, following uh, Turn Woo-hoo! Up the Night tonight. And uh, we'll we'll uh, get some teasers from Sue's as to what they talked about. Yes. So uh, we'll be right back, uh, and maybe a couple teasers for uh, the Tim Cornell show this Sunday. We'll be right back with lots more. Well, a little bit more of Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com.
Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. You are listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagan, co-host and Dungeon Master of Mike Check Radio. And I am Miles Lagan, co-host and Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio. You know, a Galaxy Master is just a glorified Dungeon Master, except for you played the laser swords. That they're called lightsabers? Anyways, tune in every Saturday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern to hear host Adam Hebert and us discuss politics and nerd stuff. Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Like Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland! (laughs) Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, also Washington, D.C., but rain is gone for the night. Uh, And thank you to all the other fine cities, uh, from all the individuals out there who are hanging out with us in the chat room tonight. And please stick around until 10, 15 p.m. Eastern, where you can hear the uh, uh, Resistor Sisters season finale. Yes. Suze, you want to tell everybody what they can hear on uh, episode 20 of Resistor Sisters? Yes, sure, sure. Um, Episode 20 is going to be the last episode for a while while we go on summer hi- hiatus a lot of a lot, lot of busy things going on so many things yeah and, and just so many things so um we're we're all involved in different parts of selling a house updating a house or buying a house yeah <laughs> what the heck is up with that you know so timing <laughs> yeah so we're just like whatever we'll just take it off for the summer and um and i realized I wanted to do this real quick because um, one of my relatives was like, "What is this? What is this feminism about? Why are you doing a podcast about feminism? Do you hate men?" And I'm like, "No, oh. that's not what feminism is about." So we did like kind of a primer about first, second, third, and fourth wave feminism. That's so awesome. You can learn all this historical fun stuff, and it's just brief because we only had an hour and forty-five minutes. Yeah. And then we talked about rape culture, because rape culture isn't that men are bad and they rape. It's that we have a culture that normalizes rape. Exactly. So it's it's just, it's good, it's fascinating, it's like, you know, talking to your friends about stuff. Yeah, and, and <laughs> you know, what's hilarious to me, why are you a feminist? Do you hate men? 
yeah. as we celebrate our 20th wedding anniversary <laughs> in a couple weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, this was something that, you know, he was, a relative was like, well, is it about equality? I'm like, yes, it's not about, it's like, this is someone younger than me and they don't quite understand. So. Wait. I thought it would younger family member. Oh, uh, come now on. I'm you know trying to figure out who about. it is. I'll have, to, I'll have to suss it out of her here. Mo- and it, really Go ahead, mute. No, Go I can't because then we'll both mute. Well, unless Joe, you want to say anything about uh, how oh. fe- about feminism? I like Judd. feminism. I've, it's Judd. I, yeah, oh. I, I got to tell you something. Back in the '60s, one of the things that uh, that was rampant in the anti-war movement was misogyny mm-hmm. yeah. it was a very male-oriented movement people yeah. don't realize that for 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 the counterculture it was very male-oriented mm-hmm. and uh i'm glad we've made strides since then yeah yeah and, and just so you know we uh, susan was like just just mute and i'll tell you who it is and mm-hmm. and i just I went to mute and she just said the name of the person on on air so uh nobody gotta, will know who he is we gotta zip that out we gotta zip that out <laughs> he's not gonna listen anyway but that's the thing like we did i didn't i kind of missed that era that second wave but i read about it you know and uh we we used there there was there's a term that the fourth wave feminists are using called turfs um and i'm gonna they're trans exclusive radical feminists so that's kind of like valerie serranus i'm saying her Mm. name wrong the one that shot andy warhol Okay. She had like a manifesto, and and like there were a lot of people in the '60s that thought this violence, violence is going to change things, and and this this mm-hmm. radicalism, and this anarchy. And I I get the idea, but I don't think it's it's one that stands their ground. And that's yeah. why a lot of you know like radical that radicalness is caused to be disregard you know i mean i'm not saying everyone in the 60s was radical and violent and an anarchist i get that but i think yeah that there were some apparently they're called turfs interesting yeah so um i learned things from the kids yeah the, the kids old the kid you the know kids on the internet they, i believe they say stuff the it's children cool. are our future <laughs> Um, and also they're the wind beneath my wings that's right <laughs> because I can fly higher than <laughs> I can fly higher than an eagle and also mess around with God's America you feminists y'all hate men don't you Ken probably doesn't remember this but one of our friends was at a thrift store and they found all the words to winds beneath my wings <laughs> done in like a cross stitch wow and framed oh, wow. I want I want yeah. that now. and she bought it and gave it to her best friend <laughs> I can fly higher than I want to meet the person who I know, did that thing. Right? No, it's it's it wasn't you know how there's like cross stitch and there's um there's another it's it's not needlepoint? It, it was in needlepoint. Needlepoint! Not oh counting cross stitch. I know these things. You're crafty. Oh. You, yeah. But that still be is a, a tedious thing to do, isn't it? It is. All the lyrics oh. to the damn song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Also, I'm going to tease something right now on the show for uh, because this is something we've done um, 
around the holidays, usually we've done a, a Christmas one, a Thanksgiving one, uh, an Easter-themed one. But I want to expand a little bit more, and I want to do a summer one and uh, about summer foods and barbecuing and stuff mm. like that. I want to do a, another uh, special. We've done this in the past with people like Janet and John and Rain and Bobber and um, Michelle uh you know we've done these cooking shows and i have an idea i just had an epiphany um on the break is i have a new name for these shows about food and it's going to be called pod luck (laughs) pod luck everybody brings a dish pod luck (laughs) so pot luck get it it. podcast pot luck pod luck so yeah so anybody uh if you want to um if you want in on that action, let me know over on Facebook uh, because I'd love to talk recipes and cooking with anybody. Uh, so, all right. Well, uh, Suze, Joe, are you ready to uh, uh, get to some Mad Libs right now? Yes. I'll give it a try. Let's do this. All right. Susan Let's hasn't done Mad Libs this. live with us before, I have no so this idea. is exciting. Yeah. I'm even... as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get Mad Libs. <laughs> Oh, God bless Matt Libs. All right, because it was so much fun last show, I went with totally pink Mad Libs. Oh, my God. With pink paper. It's so cute. So, it is adorable. Um, so, okay, we'll uh, go alphabetical. So, Joe, I need a verb. Um, slammed. All right, we'll, we'll just slam. Or slam. Yeah. Slam. Uh, Sue's uh, part of the body. Part of the body? My big toe. Big toe. Okay, got it. Writing it down. Oh, and, and uh, Ken Sr., dad says, pod luck. I like that. Yes, pod luck. See? Heather says, cute name. Nice. So, very nice. Thank you. All right, Joe, I need the name of a famous conservative. I'm sorry, a famous white nationalist Trump cultist. (laughs) That's better. That's better. Uh, David David Duke. Oh, okay. All right, there we go. He's the king of the... Yeah, there you go. You did say white nationalist, right? Sure, sure. Well, it could be anybody associated with the Trumps, and David Duke is, you know, uh, Trump loved him. Uh, Susan, also give me the name of a uh, a male um, Trump cultist. I don't know. I'm just thinking Glenn Beck. Sure, there you go. Is that fine? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that's yeah. that's preferred yeah. actually. We we want to slam people who have already been uh, mentioned on the show. Joe, another verb for you. Uh, call. All right, and uh, oh, and meow goodness says, "Will there be one pod meals?" <laughs> there could be. There could be. So keep your fingers crossed. I got to get to the next page here. Oh, what? Previous page. I'm sorry. What? Okay. Um, Suze, I need a number. A number. What is it? What does Adam always say? Forty-two. I think is that the number, Joe? Forty-two. That's it. Yeah. The meaning of the universe and whatever. Okay, uh, Joe. Adams. A place. A place. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be Xanadu this time. 
No. <laughs> Gosh, that was awesome, though. <laughs> yeah. Don't make uh, me place. sing. Uh, um, Mars. <laughs> All right. Uh, Susan, another famous Trump cultist. Another famous Trump cultist? I'm just thinking Ann Coulter, because she was in the news recently, right? Uh, well, I'm sorry. It has to be male, actually. It has to be yeah. male. Um, man. Let's see. Um, Here, I'll give you the verb. Take the verb, Suze. What Take do you want? Take the verb. Do the verb. Um, galumphing. Galumph. <laughs> galumph, galumph, galumph. No. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm, is that I wrote a real it down. Word? I, made I, it I up. don't think it, I think it's a word you made up, but I wrote yeah, it down. Okay. Um, and Joe, you get the the um, uh, famous Trump cultist male. <sighs> Jeff Sessions. <laughs> See, that's good. I I just drew a blank. Damn <laughs> <Jim> blank. <laughs> 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 We need here's the sloth. <laughs> Let's see how Joe stacks up to the uh, to, to that one. Uh, you are way too low pitched, there, Joe. Okay. So. You got. The- <laughs> All right, here we go, folks. Here are two Mad Libs from totally pink Mad Libs like, on oh my God. pink paper. Paper. The actual paper quality in this is better, so that's why I like writing in it. Um, so, uh, oops, I went to the wrong I page. I love that. I totally like that. All right, so oh this God. one's called Besties for Life. Oh, oh, actually, should I let Susan read these, Joe? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. So, here you okay. go. Hold, hold my beer, she says. Here, hold my, hold my drink. Hold my beer. <laughs> hold my beer. <laughs> hold my beer down, boy. All right. Besties for Life. Come on, put a little Should I do emphasis. Should Valerie girl? I mean, yeah, come on. Besties for life. Besties for life. Oh, my God. <laughs> I met my BFF when we were both 42 years old. And since then, we've been like two peas in an interment camp. <laughs> interment <laughs> camp. <laughs> two peas in an interment camp. That's wow. actually kind of close. <laughs> That's real close. We met in drama class. She helped me learn my sleazy lines, and I taught her how to speak an auspicious accent, like this one. (laughs) After class, we bonded over French sporks (laughs) and milkshakes. (laughs) French sporks, (laughs) which we both love. Oh my god, it's so great. Back then, we used to ride our machines (laughs) around the neighborhood. And play with awful dolls. <laughs> but now we spend time shopping in bars. And watching movies starring Jeff Sessions. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, that's, that does not sound like a fun Friday night. No. <laughs> Our favorite actor. <laughs> God, we just both love Jeff Sessions. Can you imagine like pictures of Jeff Sessions on your wall? Teen beat. <laughs> teen, teen beat on Jeff. Or um, maybe spleen beat. 
<laughs> the new Tiger Beat has as Jeff Sessions centerfolds. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. It could be ele- Elephant Beat, maybe. <laughs> so, oh my god! Can you imagine a young Republican fan base magazine? Oh, like, oh. Okay, it's at like weekends, nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> At weekend sleepovers, we galump to our favorite music like true Republicans. Galump, galump. <laughs> Read our scummy magazines <laughs> and talk about the bland boys we like at school. Tim, Tim. The bland boy. <laughs> What's the turtle guy's name? <laughs> Mitch McConnell. <laughs> like we talk about Mitch McConnell all the time. What, do you, what do you mean I'm bland? <laughs> He's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> and we love to make That's chocolate. Just... Ch- oh God. <laughs> and we love to make chocolate chip penises. <laughs> Don't say penis in this house. <laughs> Nobody wants chocolate chip penises. So. Don't say penis in this house. <laughs> um. We tell each other our deepest, darkest, sociopathic secrets. (laughs) 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 And I know I can always count on her to be there. I'm lucky to have such a really abnormal bus friend. (laughs) And that's one to grow on. <laughs> wow! Oh, See, so this is a be- this is a good flavor having somebody else read these Mad Libs. You know, this is nice. So, um, I'm gonna have to buy you some Mad Libs, Joe. <laughs> Send them to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. I'm- just getting over the psychopath. <laughs> oh wait, let me, let me see. Let me make sure. Our deepest, darkest psychopath, not psychopathic psychopath. secrets. I just made it psychopathic secrets because it sounded better. Oh, so- sociopath. Sociopathic is secrets is sociopath. what I probably uh, should say. Oh yeah. The, here's this is the this is the next one. This is the next one. Okay. Yeah. School. I'm gonna do it in a snotty. Uh, well, this is snotty. school dance do's and don'ts. School dance do's and don'ts. School dances sure can be a lot of fun if you just follow these tone-deaf tips. (laughs) (laughs) Don't care. Do get ready with your sleepy friends. (laughs) Play racist music while you get in the mood to slam all night long. (laughs) Oh, man. What racist music? Racist music? What, like Screwdriver, the English hardcore skinhead band? That's the one. <laughs> Don't worry about being a kinky dancer. <laughs> just, <laughs> just let your big toe down and have a sickly time. You'll look great. <laughs> let your big toe down. Yeah. For some reason, when I read Kinky Dancer, I started singing Private Dancer. Uh, uh, Tiny Dancer. <laughs> Tiny Dancer. Hold me closer, Kinky Dancer. <laughs> Or Tony Danza. Do bust out in a sticky choreographed choreographed dance with your best kids the (laughs) moment your favorite David Duke song comes out. Oh, so we are talking about racist music. (laughs) He's got an album you're not really familiar with it, Ken. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> it's probably called White Night, uh, White Knights oh, in Satin. Yeah, no. <laughs> white hooded knights in white satin. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, not knights in white satin, but white knights in satin. Yeah. So, so yeah. there you go. Don't ask the DJ to dedicate a guillotine 
to your crush, Glenn Beck, <laughs> unless you're really sure he has swampy feelings for you, too. Oh. And he does. Sure he does. <laughs> Guess that's like a wet kiss. Yeah. <laughs> I could kiss you in the mouth. <laughs> I, I don't have that clip. Wait, oh, where is it? I'm looking for it. Okay, I got one more sentence. Do get up the nerve to ask a boy to call. They love atomic supermen with confidence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and oh. chocolate chip Call penises. Worked. <laughs> uh, chocolate chip penises. Yeah. There's no baking at the dance do's and don'ts. Yeah, and 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 of course, don't say that. Don't say penis in this house. Mm-hmm, I know. You said it three times tonight. Do bust out a sticky choreo- choreographed Cho- dance. <laughs> I can't read. Choreographed. That's all right. <laughs> Words. Good job, Suze. Words are hard. Good, everybody. Hey, yes. look at that. I Let's give it. it. We need some. Uh, I think we need some. Uh, some more grand applause uh, for for the Suze for her um, for her uh, Mad Libs uh, renditions. There, everybody. The cat is upset by your barking. Yeah, I know. He's like, sorry, no. <laughs> I just, no. For some reason, it's just funny to do that when I play a loud clip. <laughs> I, I do like the 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 la- the clapping. You do? Yeah. Yeah. I think my life should just like there should be just somebody that plays clapping on a regular basis. Just yeah, but your lights would go on and off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, clap on, clap off. Yeah. 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 Clapper. Yeah. <laughs> I just like every time I make like a decision to like eat the healthier thing, I should get a li- like a clap track. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like that. <laughs> like every time I'm I'm at a red light and in the middle of the night, and I don't just run through it. Like I should just get clapping. <laughs> sure, sure, and like, you know positive feedback for doing the right thing sure absolutely even when no one's looking yeah when no one's looking or at the very least everybody should have a tim coromel laugh that follows them around yeah uh, what wait come on (laughs) every time i tell a joke i get (laughs) yeah (laughs) we love that we love that So uh, and oh and by the way, Joe, uh, um, uh, the Buddha. We've got our Buddha uh, in in the shower. I've been very careful with yeah, uh, careful. Where, where how I swing them around. Yeah, I would. I you would. know, you know what I find works well is you you drape the rope of of Buddha over the shower head, and then you yeah. grasp Buddha by the the head and in torso, and then rub oh. a hand on his underside, and then. Oh. Oh. Lather up that way. Yeah. Yeah. Things are getting kinky in the shower. <laughs> no, they're just Grab a. F- head, it's, it's, rub his it's, underside. Ooh. Yeah. Uh huh. Buddha loves that. He loves that stuff. He seems to like uh, it. I just, so. I, he just, you know, when you get down lower, don't swing it around too hard. I'm telling you, I, I just, I've been scared to do it. I've been yeah, scared be. to do it because I just thought, uh, you know, I didn't want it, you know, knocking, knocking I I, where, I get my where it shouldn't be knocking. Lupa. Or whatever they call those things. The loofah, uh, falafel. A falafel. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> whatever those, those uh, <laughs> things are. Hat tip Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah, they look like those fluffy things she has in the show. You know that. You, yes. and I, I should I say hat tip me. Andrea Macris. Rub it on me. Yeah, yeah well, there you go. Makes it, it makes, yeah. yeah, just don't go slinging it around. <laughs> no, don't sling that baby around. No, you'd be singing like a soprano. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, yeah, <laughs> seriously, mind your mind your Buddha. You know? <laughs> yeah. Every time I drop mine in the shower, I hear, "Are you all right up there?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you all right up there? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, then, uh, it goes like this. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you sound like uh, uh, the je- the session sloth. Uh, at that point, you're like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that a sloth? Is that what that is? It's a baby sloth. It's all men know. It takes a few seconds before that sensation really hits you. <laughs> meow, <laughs> meow, goodness. <laughs> meow, goodness you know, says, I can't imagine Buddha being a swinger. You can't imagine Buddha hitting you in the junk either. No, no. No. <laughs> no. Not a rope yet. Not that it would hurt me. I, I know he's care. a pacifist, but I would never expect him, expect him to pass a fist. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we got we to gotta wrap things up. No. Um, we stay forever. Oh no, no, Yay. it's it's after ten. We gotta oh. listen to Resistor Sisters. Okay. Yeah, Resistor Sisters. Yeah, you'll be back, Susan. We'll get you back. That's good. So, uh, but Susan is like, Hello, so- darkness, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, don't let it end. I'm like, I'm liquored up. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, she's liquored <laughs> up. Oh yeah, she's liquor. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, uh, uh, oh yeah. Uh, don't worry, we'll have fun after. But this. if you guys like listening to Resistor Sisters and you have comments, leave it in the Resistor Sisters Facebook page. If you have, if you're already liking it, so I can like read it and say, yeah. "Wow!" Or cool. go to at Radio Resistor on uh, Twitter, Twitter, and you can leave comments there too. Yeah. So, uh, Suze, uh, anything else for your parting shot tonight? No, everything's you know. It's in the exciting beginning of the weekend. It's yeah. great. All right. It's all good. Joe, take it away for your parting shot. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, th- this is a, a nose item we might have missed, but uh, a rat breached an ATM in India and ate oh $18,000 worth of cash. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. So, it is. It was was it his is. last name Trump? <laughs> he, he ate something like... Uh, two point nine million dollar rupees, <laughs> and, and there was there was no evidence other than the dead rat and some shredded rupees. Wow! Wow! Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I figure so. a, a rat eating money sounds a lot like something a Trump would do. Uh, I know. So, <laughs> I know. except it was the State Bank of India. But uh, you might have missed that, so I just thought I'd throw it along. That's good. I know we missed a million I things. I did not tonight. hear about that, so that's exciting. That's kind of a fun story. Oh yeah, I did yeah. not know about that. Yeah. So it's yeah. better than pizza rat, really. Uh, rupee mm-hmm. rat. So <laughs> yeah, no, I think pizza rat lived. This rat didn't. No, he didn't. So he didn't make it. Oh, rupee rat, rupee rat. <laughs> Say rupee rat, rat is dead. 
Say rupee rat six times fast. Rupee rat, 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 rupee rat. When do I stop? You like that. I do. I do. It's fun. But yeah, you know, I mean, rupee rat, you know, ate money, and it's a well-known fact that, you know, what's on money, right? Feces and... Cocaine! Yeah. So... Pizza rat, he he got off good. (laughs) They did do an autopsy, and uh, he's... uh, the toxicology reports aren't back yet. Yeah. <laughs> Meow goodness. New currency. Rat pee. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, that. thank you, Joe, for that. That. Wow. We could do a whole show about Ruby rat, the Ruby rat. Ruby rat. Ruby rat. Yeah, rat. Makes me yeah. think of Ru- Ruby Ridge. Ruby rat. Ruby Ridge. Ruby rat at Ruby Ridge. That's my new movie pitch. So He was trying to pat his... He was trying to pat his IRA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's, uh, that's adorable. It really is. It really is. I wonder if No No Cat thinks that's adorable. <laughs> so <laughs> No No Cat just put out of business by Ruby Rat. Yeah, seriously. No No yeah. Cat versus Ruby Rat. No No Cat versus Ruby Rat all night long. <laughs> all night so. long. No No Cat. Put her ATM card into that rupee machine. No, 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 no. And that's what he got. <laughs> Seriously. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Rupee rat, rest in peace. Our rest on all that cash. I yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Jay Collie says, "Rupee rat sounds like Scooby Doo talking." <laughs> 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 Rupee rat. <laughs> You're killing us. <laughs> Rupee rat. <laughs> or, or Yoda. Yeah. yeah. Rupee rat. Oh, Rupee rat. <laughs> the force is strong oh within God. Rupee rat. Um, (laughs) anyway all right we got we gotta go resist your sisters is coming up that was great Mm. great great uh good laugh at the end of the show tonight joe (laughs) you kept people sticking around and stick around everybody for resist your sisters after the program and um you'll love it yeah i'm not sure exactly what we're doing on tuesday this week because the news is insane. I'll be on Mike Check Radio tomorrow on uh, the back half of the show, but be sure to listen to the whole thing. We'll be talking politics for the first half, uh, fun uh, pop culture nerd stuff for the second half, which I always love. It's always such a good time talking about that stuff uh, with uh, Adam, Miles, Michelle. John's on hiatus right now. He might be on tomorrow. I'm not sure what his schedule is, uh, but he'll be on you know a weekend here, weekend there over the summer. But uh, other than that, yeah, look for, uh, again, Pod Luck. We're going to work on that. I want a summer cooking edition uh, podcast special. I'm going to put out the word and talk to my cooking friends, see what they say. But um, And, and of course, I'm working uh, diligently on conducting interviews for my Ed Wood podcast series that's coming up. Um, And I'm interviewing some really fascinating people. And it's kind of file under special interest, but it's going to be fascinating for anybody who doesn't know about Ed Wood Mm -hmm. and his legacy. It's going to be really interesting. I'm talking to some really cool people. So Later on this summer, I'm doing a seance to raise Ruby Rat from the dead. Oh Uh-oh. yeah! So, <laughs> Ruby Rat. The whole <laughs> 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 rupees. 
Everybody hold your rupee. Rupee, Brad. Uh, so, well, you know, uh, seriously, I don't know if we should do that. Uh, You're right, Scoob. We're dealing with one sick son of a bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> E3 coverage tomorrow on Mike Check Radio. So, those in the know, E3, uh, big... Uh, video game and pop culture uh convention uh lots of big news coming out so uh, looking forward to that and uh yeah that's it that's all we got we got we really got to wrap things up but uh ruby red <laughs> good night everybody that's it over and out rock and roll god bless america time for go to bed i'm finished goodbye We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you! Good night, Lawrence! (laughs) That's it! You're right, Scoob. We're dealing with one sick son of a bitch. He cries so hard and so many people are so down on him.